This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional <clears throat> podcast for the uh, 11th of August. Yes, it's that day. Yes, 2015 is the year, I believe. Word up. Good. I checked. You're right. Great. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Feel, feeling good about that. That's, that's fantastic. Got that right. So that's a plus. That's a good start, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, there's going to be no follow-up to that? No? No. One's I mean, gonna, no. no one's going to no. elegantly pick it up from there? No? watched our intro many times now <laughs> it's very violent that is a very violent intro i don't feel like it reflects this if, if you judge by the intro there would be more cats more guns more shooting at cats or cats shooting at you um tb would wear a top hat i would have ninja powers but uh, also, I'd have that, many that women around me at all red, times. Actually. I would it say does. we are a letdown. I, We're I would a massive letdown. To guess at well, that. But we can take the intro and use it as sort of like a metaphor for the sort of conversation that goes on on this show. No. You talk about also, ladies a lot. I talk about no. cats a lot. We act like we want to kill each other often. I think I think it does, you know, accurately reflect the sort of things that go on. On this show. Okay. I do the useful thing. We... I'm battling the dragon in the background while you guys are fucking around elsewhere. Yeah, while okay. we're fighting each other. That's fair. Yeah. Because All because the dragon, needed... the dragon, no. the, the dragon is is the the concept like the the news that we are tackling that day, and you're That's you're like focusing on the dragon, and you're like, yes, we should talk about gaming, we should talk about the industry, and meanwhile, Jesse and I are bitching at each other about things that don't matter. It is the show. I think our intro is That's very fair. accurate. Dodger, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody, there's can. no such thing as a wrong interpretation. My, my English professor told me that, and I'm sticking to it. Damn it. There, there, there are stretchier ones. There, there are less correct ones. P perhaps there's no such thing as a wrong one, but, but I don't know. Like looking, you might be looking too deep for a metaphor with that dragon there. No, she incorrect. is. No, you're right. Wrong. She is. Nope. nope she wrong. is. Looking right. deep for I'm unnecessary right. metaphors, poli particularly politically charged ones, is what gaming does best. So we'll be fun. We'll be good. We'll be great. Nailing it every day. It'll be lovely. Our special guest, returning guest, in fact, Mister is uh, Mister Hop, the the notorious, notorious H O P. Yes, I yeah, heard that. yeah, yeah. I still have my my Twitter avatar as as that little drawing a fan made last time I was on here a whole mm -hmm. year ago, and and I. Freaking love that thing! It's adorable. Come on the show, you get get free shit. It's great. 
new Twitter avatars. We cannot promise that. We cannot promise. Not that. this time. No, <laughs> that, that's only for the first time. You know, first sample is free, but mm. outside of that, mm -mm. I don't know. I mean, it'll take something really, really nice to one up the one I got from last time, though. That's because I, I, I think, yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but it's basically a little character of me with a crown and sunglasses and a cigar and a scarf gracefully flowing in the wind behind. I think that it's was supposed bad. to be TV. Amazing. Oh I, no, no, I don't no. think so. That would that would be I'm that would be ridiculous, it. you know. It's got too much hair to be me. That ain't guarantee. Oh, self-deprecating humor bad. ingratiates me to the audience. Uh, does that is that supposed to make you like a likable character? Basically, yes. Mm. There was a there was a That's nice explanation actually. Uh, Ricky Gervais wrote this <clears throat> fantastic article about the differences between the American and the English version of The Office and the American English version of humor. And mm -hmm. one of the things they describe, which is right on the button for almost every English person I know, is that we heavily use self-deprecation, mostly because we're a people that are used to settling for whatever we get and used to expect disappointment. But that self-deprecation also gives us license to rib on other people usually our friends. So we're allowed to insult our friends. We are being given license to do that because we're also willing to insult ourselves. Whereas Americans, very upbeat, very positive. You know, they are taught from birth that if they work hard enough, they can become the president. Whereas people in the UK, it's like, you get whatever the fuck you get and live with it, you know? <laughs> and don't complain. Life, don't complain about that. You'll never that. be the queen. Absolutely. You'll never be the queen. No, it comes from the fact that we are a monarchy, obviously. I found out, oh my god, when Sam and I were looking at uh, the newspaper, I found out that because you guys still have a monarchy in mm -hmm. place, that any anybody who is legally associated with the monarchy, no matter how far removed they are, they get taxpayer dollars as like an allowance just for being part of the monarchy. Yep, and then that. they're. <laughs> And then there are articles all over the place that are like, this person, twice removed, got their allowance and blew it going to Ibiza 12 times. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> I'm like, what? Stop giving the money! <laughs> what? Well, no, we just, we accept our lot in life, you know? So we're not going to complain no. too much about that. You know? No! Because it could be worse, you know? It could I've be worse. I've spent enough time with Sam's family to know that y'all complain plenty. <laughs> Privately. In private. One would never right. do so in public. That would be... <laughs> completely undignified well, wouldn't using self-deprecating humor to make fun of yourself and your friends just be a more passive aggressive form of complaining yes hush now <laughs> yes <laughs> down with that sort of thing uh -uh. <laughs> yeah i still i my brain can't grasp the concept of banter at mm. all like i can't i don't you, i don't you, you know, know. I, uh, you don't top bands no top bands I don't understand the line between I'm insulting you to your face because I hate you versus I'm insulting you to your face because we're best friends. Because and I'm like, I like, they sound you. the same. Exactly. They sound the same. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they often do. They, they often do. We, we've got in trouble so many times for that. I mean, the, the prime example would be our first panel at PAX when that little kid with the black eye stood up and asked why I was being so mean to Jesse. Yep. I love that kid. <laughs> that amazing. I hope he's still watching. I, I hope so. He got a standing a ovation for that. He stands in line and meets us again. He's so cute. He keeps kid. getting He's older. Great. I wonder yeah. how he got a black oh. eye. Uh, I, I, how did he get that black <laughs> eye? 
I don't look. I don't remember him having a black eye. I feel like that's an added I don't touch either. to the story. He did. <laughs> I mean, you can look at <laughs> the video. It's the right there. Guy. He had a black. Next he had a black he eye. Next time he tells it, he had crutches and he came out and he's like, "When's he, like, Christmas this year, Mr. Biscuit?" <laughs> he tripped over at the zoo, I think, and ended up going mm. face first into a wall or something like that. If oh, well, two out of three witnesses here are saying the black eye might not have been there after all. So now, I don't know. It You'll was! There's video, the video evidence again. of it. It's right there. They zoomed right in on his face. It's clearly there. Welcome yeah, to the Crop Store Podcast. Short, uh, going to England was awesome. Yeah, there's, there's no, <laughs> no child abuse. Had a great time. Absolutely not. Yeah, we, we could absolutely talk about that. So we just came back from our biggest ego trip in history, where Jesse decided to make a convention all about us. Mm. <laughs> not about ding-dongs. I did, didn't I? I did, nope. didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And it was... It was a success, I'd say, yeah. Considering Jesse organized part of it. However, I will ever get out of you. In it the went surprisingly well, you know. I will take it. I'll take it! In spite it, of I'll Jesse, people enjoyed themselves. That's I'll the best it. you get. That's, that may be the best I'll ever get from you. I'll take it. You see, <laughs> now you can't tell if I'm being serious or not, can you? You know, that's the band. Doesn't story, matter right? to me. Band's a proper I... ledge, mate. I'm looking this up. Wow, it was a real thing. <laughs> that, yeah. that was the reaction of a lot of people. It's like, what, no, you really like, fucking I, did that? I, I, like, yeah. I've seen tweets about this passing around, and I thought it was just like an inside joke for a dinner party or something you guys <laughs> oh, were having. It was a for a long well, time, it was an inside joke, wasn't it? It was real. If I recall um, correctly. So, so tickets have been sold out. The countdown timer is all down to zero. There's an actual website here. There's a, there's a venue, the, the Telford International Center. How much did that cost? You don't want to know more <laughs> money than it should have. To be uh, fair, compared was, to other places, not bad. Uh, the, the good thing about Telford is that nobody wants to go to Telford. So the International Centre is surprisingly cheap for the space. Like anywhere else in the UK, it would cost a lot more than that. So it's not too bad. So so this is how cons are organized, I guess. Apparently. Uh, you, you, you find a venue, make a website, charge tickets. Let's see... Yes. $25? Is, is, is that, is that, Get a ball pit. That's like oh, 30 pounds, some dollars. Right, that's right. like $35. Thank you very much. I mean, that's it, a reasonable... It was a highly successful convention. How much it costs. Uh, Jesse didn't it? have to go around raising more money in the middle of the con. He didn't have to offer an extra there hour in no the ball, ball pits. Pits. No ball pits. No ball pits. None whatsoever. Although next year, I'm thinking of just buying one of the basement areas just to put in a ball pit for shits and giggles and be like <laughs> just a little ball pit or just a little really ball lonely pit. ball pit make sure you guys go to the ball pit and yeah include that that'll be a thing oh mm -hmm. I, I read up on dashcon again afterwards and i was just like this is the saddest thing i've ever seen oh, oh. i read up on it on the train to telford that's all i read for maybe two and a half hours was dashcon <laughs> like Oh. everything about it and then i read some dude who was like part of the background of it and i was like i know i now understand i just googled i googled dashcon and the very first result is a picture of a ball, <laughs> ball pit, pit. Yep. with a bunch of sad yep. looking people sitting around it <laughs> in a big empty room you pretty much just described dashcon in a nutshell is it just a big empty room for the ball pit the and everyone goes the, the whole point of it was it was supposed to be the first tumblr convention but it oh, wasn't no. organized by tumblr and they had to change their name because tumblr's like you can't call it that we want nothing to do with this a bunch of people pulled out and there were some really sketchy claims like 
there was a claim that the hotel that it was being hosted in was demanding money right then and there or like the rest of the con wouldn't happen and like then people's like yeah we've hired hotel like convention places before this this is never the case like there's no way they'd ever even let you in the door if you hadn't paid everything up front in the first place right and the worst thing about it was they ended up demand it well it's not so much demanding begging for tears and all money from people on tumblr and people at the convention which they got and they offered in return an extra hour in the ball pit <laughs> unironically that is not a joke that was a word that was said by well it was a sentence that was said by a human person we assume so so, so were there few enough people for them to realistically manage no, an extra hour in the ball pit for each of them no, what happened was, is it was one of those things where, and after reading, like, the people who were behind it, like, some of the people who were part of, like, the creation, what mm -hmm. it was, was it was an assumption by a bunch of young kids yeah. that they could create a con for barely any money in a fairly major city with uh, ever, like, they had a minimum of 7,000 people that they wanted to attend, and maybe 1,000 people bought tickets, and so they couldn't afford anything. So it was doomed to begin with because their planning was shit poor. And so I will simply say, we did our planning for my convention. It was like, I'm not even fucking around. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to become a Dashcon. So. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for, a, for a lot of people, it definitely became a, a ha, this is how you don't do it sort of guideline to anyone that's saying conventions. And yeah, it's not as easy as just saying, Hey, we're all bound together by the fact that we somehow use the same website. That means we can spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a hotel convention area and everyone will get together and somehow the fun will happen. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Even really. with the ball pit. Especially with the ball pit. Apparently someone peed in the ball pit. <laughs> it's just... Oh, there's... Like, <laughs> there's some really sad stories about it. I'm telling you, if you ever want to... <laughs> Caitlin and chat's basically like, you didn't know anything about DashCon until Thursday before your convention. True facts. I had no <laughs> clue. Then I read for like a whole day about it, and I know now know... I read some dude's uh, Tumblr page where he was like one of the founding members and then quit because it was such a catastrophe. And his oh, yeah. like inside stuff is bonkers. Like, no one had a clue what was going on. They tried to get all the Tumblr subgroups to work together, which... Well, yeah, never I mean, that's, that's like getting trying to get subreddits to work together. It's like, this whole idea say. that... <laughs> it's this whole idea that, like, a website is, like, this hive mind entity and community, when in reality it's just a, a large number of disparate shards. And yep. in many cases, that means that, no, you can't, you can't one, define a website's opinion by one particular thing as much fun as it is to do and secondly good luck getting them all to work together <laughs> and i mean it's that's not you, you're not like hey uh so what what are your interests i'm interested in tumblr you know tumblr isn't a hobby tumblr is just a, a website it's like saying google's a hobby it's not it's it's a website it's, that you, it's you might use a an very ambiguous platform yeah like you can put so. anything yeah. on tumblr absolutely and it's and have it. people following it yep definitely so it's always weird to hear, uh, hey, this is what Tumblr thinks. Uh, it's yeah, cool. You can make a off, you know, off-color joke about it, whatever. But it's not true. It's never true. And for God's sake, most of the people go to Tumblr just to look at porn anyway. So why not? Yep. It's like, what are your interests? Well, I go to Tumblr for what? Pornography. 
Great. We're going to have a fantastic they let convention. on there. there Every are. time I, I look at the tattoo tag. It's just boobies. It's all boobies. There you go. There's I, your life hack I, for the day. Every time I type in my name, I get wieners and boobs all the time. All the time on Tumblr. I'm like, well. So I, you're saying if I want to find boobs on the internet, instead of Googling for it, I should difficult. instead get on Tumblr and search for yeah. tattoos. Search for tattoos there or for Jesse Cox. Hold on. I'm going to look That's down. where they've been hiding them all. I'm telling you, there's there's dicks under Related my name. Related to Total Biscuit, Wow Crender, and Dodger. Okay, so that's good. That's good. Oh, Tumblr knows knows what's up. Underneath, it's probably like ignore these people. They're <laughs> evil. Um, I, I know there's at least so one far, Tumblr page that apparently documents my problematic misdeeds. That's fun. I like reading that one. So how about well, how about video? So far, games? it's all you. I see no boobs. Mm. All right. Yes. Video you know games. what? Video sure. games. Video games. Video games. We occasionally talk about video games on this show. How how fun. how have you guys been video games the past week? Wait wait hold the fuck on! Did you just get us back on track? Guess I, I, I no, tried. No 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 no! Well, we're going how down like tumbler holes. How? The last thing you want a tumbler you? hole is you've got no idea where they've been. Exactly or where like, they are. Really, so, if really so that's we're true, talking, you know. they could be anywhere. We're talking about this ball pit con and how there's a long string of drama about it, and I just like know ball it's one con. of those things. Ball, ball pit con. Ball pit That's con. what I want it to be called if they ever do there, it again. There are those, like, the biggest waste of time that, that, like, I have in my life when I want to be working is Googling up internet drama. And I... I it's not drama. It's, it's basically drama. happening. It's It happened a year ago, thank you very much. So, if Wait, anything, ball pit con? was drama a ball year ago. Ball pit con was a year ago, this yeah. Is, this is it history. totally passed over me, but... This is history. It's a legend now. It's a legend. It, just, it still We're sounds letting... like a long, time-consuming hole. That we're still talking about. Mm-hmm. Bulpicon will never go away. <laughs> we should have an anniversary for it. A memorial, oh as it were. Bulpicon. <laughs> there you fine. go. <laughs> Survivors of Dashcon. <laughs> I always feel really bad when we have a guest who wants to talk about games and we just keep consistently running. Okay, okay, so we've gone from not talking about games to talking about ball pit con. Now we're talking about not talking about games. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's where we are. Yeah, pretty much. Also, remember, Coxcom was a thing. Remember that. And TB yeah. enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. He said himself, I loved it. And I, I think I got a bit wait. of RSI from eight hours of constant signing, but it was all right. Also, you loved it. You next loved year, that. next year, if there isn't a shirt that says it's not about ding dongs, Probably in parentheses. More merch That's, required. I'm gonna, apparently, I'm gonna be really upset. Look, I'm I just saying. Really hard for, all that those, shirt. for all those companies and uh, vendors and uh, developers, you know, you had quite a few games who, there. Who who showed up? You know, you know, you rocked it out. You had you, with with your cocks out. You were having a good old time. People, <laughs> and I'm phrase. just saying. I'm just saying, if you didn't go, if you were one of those people who didn't go, you missed out on all sorts of fun stuff. I'm sorry. Like that Mayan Death out. Robots, for instance, was on display That's like there. the one that I didn't get to play. Sounds it's cooler than ball pits. Significantly cooler than ball pits. It, it's, that, was a, that game is pretty fun. Like, I, I don't know if I'd play it for a very long time. It's the sort of thing that I'd certainly fire up in a kind of party scenario. It's it's almost like playing worms, but with one worm each that has a bunch of different abilities, and you have this whole simultaneous turns thing going on, where you have like a a few seconds to plan your move and aim in a particular direction with your weapon, and then it both kind of fires off simultaneously, and then you do that again. It's it's pretty fun. I think you know maybe it needs a little bit more. 
I, uh, oh my goodness, what game did I play? That, uh, uh, Vran, Vran, Victor Vran, Vran. Victor yeah, Vran, that yeah, cool yeah. that's a, that's a good game, that one, actually, I played quite a lot of it, it's, Surprisingly, I think more fun with the controller than it is with the mouse and keyboard. It's. I would agree. Uh, the I had, a, I had a great time playing with it. I shouldn't have decided when he was like, "Do you want to start from the beginning or do you want to play advanced?" I was like, "Advanced." Nope, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. That game's tough as balls. Those guys are coming out of the woodwork like killing me. I was done. <laughs> it's it's a nice little spin on action RPGs. You know, I think the. If you like Diablo, there's a good number of choices. Now, there were a few years where all you could do was basically play Titan Quest, and that was the only game in that genre to come out for several years after Diablo 2 came out. And now, I mean, you've got all sorts of great games you can play. You can play Path of Exile, you can play Victor Vran, you can play the Torchlight games, and so on and so forth. There's a Grim Dawn on the way out. There's the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing series as well. So there's a lot to do there. But Victor Vran is nice. I mean, you can jump. I don't know of a single Diablo-like game that you can jump in. And more to the point, jumping actually matters, which is pretty cool. I like that. It's almost more of, an, more of a sort of God of War-like experience than it is a Diablo-like experience. They sort of meld the two genres together quite well. It's nice. I'd play more games like that, definitely. How is it like God of War? It's just very uh, character action sort of orientated. A lot of, hey, you're going to have to dodge roll in order to get out of the way of these things. You're going to have to counter. A lot and so of and that. So yeah, I mean, th there is a dodge roll button and you have to make frequent use of it. Like, you can't make a build where it's like, I am just tanking. It's like, no, no. I mean, the game doesn't have traditional classes, as it were. It plays it a, little, is a little bit more like a character action game. It is a little click spammy, though, just like God of oh, War yeah. and Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly. I mean, what I'd like to see if they made another one was actually go even further down that route and put some more detailed combos into the game. I like the fact that every weapon has different characteristics and a different little resource system and everything built into it. But if they do another one, I would love to have combos that you can learn and uh, counter system and things like that. And just, I would play God of War with more loot, basically. I'd be okay with that. Like, a, no puzzles, just... I'm destroying things and getting randomized loot, and the combat system is very elegant and has a lot of depth to it. I would play that. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all 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 about like a lot of weird, diverse genres learning things from from character action hack and slash games, because uh, that's what what is partially making me so hyped about playing through The Witcher Three over the past few weeks. Like the combat in that game weirdly takes cues from from these these Japanese brawlers mm -hmm. like you have um two different kinds of of dodge the roll and and the quick dash and depending on your distance and how vulnerable you want to make yourself be and and where you want to be in relation to whatever kind of attack cycle you're dodging you have two different options and another weird weird thing they give you is this little crossbow it's a little little cool dude uh, toy type item thing but it, uh, it it turns out being very useful for not necessarily damaging bad guys so much as interrupting attack animation cycles which is like a, a bloodborne thing which, which they couldn't have it, it has to originate somewhere before then because there's no way they could have been uh, making that thing around the time bloodborne was coming out because they were both in development at the same time mm -hmm. but um it feels I mean I don't want to necessarily like directly compare it to Metal Gear Rising but there's like at least a little bit, like like three percent of of good quality Japanese 
hack and slash ethos in there somewhere that that makes this combat system so much more fun than it has any right to be. And it's a crap ton better than the first game's combat system, which was a little bit strange. It's kind of an odd rhythm game, honestly. It, it is It is strange. It is odd. I think it actually got worse with the second game, mm. even though the first one wasn't so great of a starting point. Because you went from something that was at least... It was at least strange and weird. Like, that's, I don't know, the kind of way I, uh, I, I like to judge things. Like, it tried something... It didn't necessarily come out super well, yeah. but it was it, it didn't feel like anything old and worn out, whereas they then went to Witcher 2, and the combat system was uh, completely real-time bound by button presses, but still technically locked onto cursors clicking and pointing on things, which was handled by a weird combination of camera placement that didn't exactly make your hits connect. And it, it, it's it, they went from something weird and strange that didn't really work well to like an incredibly poor man's version of, of Demon Souls or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It it wasn't that fantastic, was it, actually? Um, looking back on it, really. I did like the fact that Witcher 2 had quite a lot of preparation involved, particularly the high levels. So taking the right potions, setting up traps and mines and so on and so forth. Uh, it seemed like less of a you-can-just-bumble-your-way-into-a-fight kind of situation and more of you've-got-to-think-about-how-exactly-the-next-fight's-going-to-go. <laughs> Clearly you never used Quinn in Witcher 2. That was like the most overpowered. They had to patch that out like out of the game, basically, because it was so overpowered. That negated any and all ability. You're just like, I'm going to buff that shit to max and walk in. You're like, burp, 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 burp. and guys It's like the only one that I really care about. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only one you need to care about. Yeah. Like, like fights in, in Witcher 2 and 3 to a degree, like, tend to boil down to a point where you're just rolling away forever while casting That's... Quinn in between, like, every three People rolls. People give me shit all the time. They're like, all you do is dodge roll. That's because when you do that sidestep shit, half the time you get hit anyway. I'm oh, just no, saying. No, you got you to gotta learn it, man. You got to learn nope. it. Nope. Dodge roll. Dodge roll works just fine. I don't die with dodge roll. Everyone's like, you make it look so easy. Are you playing on easy mode? Nah, bitch. I'm just good. I dodge roll out the way. F yourself. I dodge roll out the way. That's how okay, you win okay. games. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of you, you have the roll and, and you have the dodge. And I'm trying to think of what's a good word to call the dodge thing. Because they have you two of them. It gets confusing. And... um. Uh, there's the, it's like, I don't know what the hell it's called. It has a name, like Sidestep or something. Right, right. And that's the one that I find myself using. I'm playing on keyboard, and, and fights always begin with me yeah. waiting for the guy to wind up, and then I press Alt and D, and, and my little Witcher dude's just like, Witcha, and, and gets behind him like that. <laughs> Witcha! I don't wait. Oh. I go, I don't wait. I go, Quen, <laughs> fireball in your face, run and kill them. That's how I, how I do it. It's easy. Wait, wait. How do you Quen then fireball? Because it oh, instantly charges before combat, right? Before, but the, but then you're Get like gaming the system. You, you're like you're like doing level. combat interactions out of combat. Sorry, Jesse and I might go on for a while because I've been Get playing The Witcher level. 3 oh, and doing means. nothing by else for like three weeks. Because um, I had the level the most that I am on. Get on it. <laughs> apparently, you don't like to sidestep dodge, so no. Um, but I I I did a really cool project for for a, a review channel on YouTube. This is like an amazing endeavor to go down, where I'm playing through the whole Witcher series from beginning to end, while also reading the books at the same time, which makes all the difference in the world. Suddenly, I get the, the references and the jokes. I know who Doodoo is, which uh, which made some chapters where we were hanging out with Doodoo really fun. 
And who? Doo-doo, anyone? Doo-doo? Who? Yeah, see, no one knows what doo-doo is. Okay, okay, well, so I do, but do you? I'm, no, look, I'm not even at... I'm not even at any doo-doo chapters. I don't, I'm, okay. I'm so far behind you in gameplay, very, clearly. Very, very soon, you will you will encounter a guy named Doodoo, and you might giggle at his name, but he is a character in a highly... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a character in a highly entertaining um, short story from, from the Witcher books that was about uh, buying and selling stock. Because um, Doodoo turns out to be good at that. That but, sounds hilarious. It, it 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 is actually <laughs> like the the Witcher stories are really funny. They have a sense of humor that that gets transplanted over into games, and that there's nothing weird about that Dodger. <laughs> I was just just watching TV's life, like his body just filled with joy for like just long enough for his eyes to not look dead, and then they just like <laughs> crept back into darkness. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's just like you're just like in serious like mm-hmm, games, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like came to life and then just powered down again. And it was very odd. We we I'm don't sorry. have to keep talking about doo doo if we don't want to. No, I I think no, we should please, continue. Can we talk about doo doo forever? <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't necessarily know how much of it I want to spoil for for Jess, but doo doo is a character who is some kind of cursed being who has a very interesting curse that gets used in interesting ways. His name is doo doo. He's, <laughs> he's name cursed. Is the man's cursed. In, in several, in several Metal ways. But uh, it it ended up it ended up getting used to make a very entertaining story about market manipulation in one of the books. And they make jokes about that in games that would just completely have soared over my head if I hadn't read the books. And so I really enjoy being able to play through this thing, really get immersed in it, and being able to like raise my finger and be like, oh, I know who that is. I know who that doo-doo is. <laughs> doo-doo. <laughs> Man's name is doo-doo. I like how we're yeah. getting a story about doo-doo. <laughs> about doo-doo. You, you, I mean, you have to be quite the person in order to accept and sort of take on the challenge of being called doo-doo your entire life. I think you've, that's just something you've got to own and bring it into I think that's something that's chosen yourself. for you that just, like, never leaves, and then you slowly accept it. Oh, so, like, being an Englishman, then. Mm. Perfect. I just understand. in general. Just that. Yeah. Things that thrust point, upon you, and you just... Okay. It's like, okay, sure. You've yeah. already begun self-deprecating when you have accepted that your name is doo-doo. True. Someone in chat says Doodoo is a totally legit Polish name, in which case, ha! Ah! <laughs> wow, it turns out we're a bunch of horrible people who have been making fun yes. of traditional legit Polish names. That's, it's not a name here. It is not a it's name not a here. Name. It's, it's synonymous with here. poop, just so everybody's caught up. Yeah, just so it's you're aware, we're talking about poop here. Doo-doo. This entire conversation's <laughs> been about poop. And if you're from Poland and your name is Doodoo, you're poop. You are basically. I've wow. never called anyone shit, Jeez. but you okay. are shit. Okay, it's a bit, but a bit, a bit I, too far. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Man, video games—they're nope. fun to nope. talk about, right? You heard. You heard what you heard. What the bunny hop show man said. Your name is shit. And if you <laughs> okay, uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. What? No, no. Huh? Okay, Dodger reported it from Twitch. We're hearing like through secondhand sources here. That uh, that this Twitch chat is saying that Polit that in Poland doo doo is a legitimate name. So I'm gonna they Google real quickly. They could be lying. They could actually do, right. be lying. Doo-doo it's possible. Name yeah. origin. Google it. Someone's yep. already Googled this. 
What? What? I can't say I'm that surprised. <laughs> I thought you like had typed it and then Google like auto finished and you just refused to press enter. Like, no, I can't. Oh, I can't it's it's all it's a Hebrew name as well, actually. Really? Yeah, the, 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 the thing I Googled Literally? said it was Portuguese. No, doo-doo's real, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I apologize to all the doo-doos. Yeah, yeah. You can never come to America. Yeah. But another it's a nickname for David, Hebrew, apparently. In Hebrew. And it says it's unisex. The first Google result says it's masculine. There are women named doo-doo. Oh. According to this oh allhebrewnames.com, 79% <laughs> of the users of doo-doo are male, and 21% of the users of doo-doo are female. So oh I suppose my it, god, I'm changing my name today. I have to leave this podcast. There's a soccer player named Doodoo! <laughs> <laughs> Eduardo de Silva is named Doodoo! His name so, okay. is Doodoo! Oh, That's because he plays like shit. Okay. You're shit, Eduardo! That must be why it's Portuguese. Just because he's named Doodoo doesn't mean he's Doodoo. Well, it does, but it doesn't mean he's... Okay. Does he? Well, well, well. Hey. He do. He do. Oh, dear. Changing my name uh, to Doodoo. Uh, that there's I a character named Doodoo in The Witcher who's a funny character. decision and call me Doodoo for the rest of the show. Yeah, but you according to Witcher 3 is all right, yeah, an all right yeah. video game. So, 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 so it's okay, dull. I guess. I'm having the time of my life. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really Especially excited. Especially now. About, you thought you were going to talk about games. Get out. No, of no. We, I, I really, so I really loved... He's really been on here before. He knows. Slipping down the Doodoo slide. But... Um, <laughs> Yes. But yeah, can you get a fast pass for the doo doo slide, or are you just gonna wait in line? It, there, there, there's fun references. There's also this fun dynamic where the game spoils things in the book that I'm reading at the same time. Like, uh, I, I don't know, Jesse, have you gotten past White Orchard and, and started running around Velen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. You find out that um that Siri is is the Emperor. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. This is like. An hour into the game, spoiler. Screw it's it. I'm super... putting this right. The spoiler alert oh is up God. on the screen. Oh it's fine. I okay, put the sp okay. I put the spoiler alert on the screen. It's fine. Now you can. I guess. I guess some people. What would... the hell did? Okay. It so, anyways, what, did, did he what, just have enough of our doo doo? Uh, giving him, giving him too much. What, so, okay. Anyways, I have a feeling a he's biscuit. bringing back something. Singing. He's out there singing right now. What? I hear that. Why? Why is he doing that? There we go. So, okay, you know how you find out that, that Siri is, is Emperor Amir's daughter? And it turns out that in one of the original short stories from the very first anthology, there's a guy named um, um, Urchin who, who turns out to be another cursed monster being Not that ends up. a real name. Prob mate, mate, it's like spelled weird. It's like spelled Urchion. But he ends up becoming Ciri's father, but you don't find out that Urchin was also Emperor Amir until you play the game, and all of a sudden it like retroactively spoils all of all of the stuff I was reading. Like revelations at the very end of the book I was reading ended up getting spoiled an hour into this game. I didn't get to the part where where Emperor Amir was was Ciri's father, and and I was just oh, well, like, that's, wow. Here's thanks. the good part. Here's the good part. The game will definitely not spoil for you the fact that Amir wants to bang his daughter. So there you go. Oh, that's for dear. you. Wait, no, that doesn't happen. Of course it doesn't happen, because that's what he wants to do. She has she has the like bloodline. He wants to get some of that bloodline, yo. No, no, that that she that, no. Oh. That's definitely that's definitely his plan. That's definitely his plan in the books, not in the game. Okay, it's okay. Definitely I'm, his plan. 
I, yes. I don't think I've revealed too much about about Doodoo and what what happens later on. But no, well, now I revealed not... that a creepy old man wants to bang his daughter. So there you go. That's not Have that not, in your brain hole <laughs> now. Welcome everybody. You're That's... welcome. If too if late. you're worried about having actually the game spoiled, I I just want to say no that you you haven't. You're still good. In case in case okay. viewers I... are worried. I'm turning. They get very, very uh, temperamental about such things. It's like, oh, it's only an hour in the game. It's like, yeah, but I'm five minutes in the game. Fuck you. They get like that. It's apparently Doodoo is a nickname for Eduardo. I told hmm. you the soccer player Eduardo Doodoo. Yeah. <laughs> I am now turning spoiler alert off. There we go. So we don't spoil as a game. Anymore. I'm totally like that too, though, chat. I get you. I get it. When I've, when I've, like, just barely started something and somebody's like, this will happen in, like, an hour. So it's not really a spoiler. I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> I, want, I wonder no, what I the statute of limitations is on that. I mean, not only for how long are you allowed to, no you know, how long do you not have to talk about something until it's kind of no longer a spoiler, or also known as the I am your father rule, or more to the point, <laughs> how far can you talk about into a game or a movie or something before it becomes a spoiler? Like, is something in the first minute a spoiler? Is there, like, an arbitrary limit I mean, on that? I think that everybody feels differently about it, but you can very easily argue somebody down, right? Like, when I was in college, I still had never seen Star Wars, and... How does of that course, happen? I don't, sh I don't know. My whole family watched Star Trek. We never watched Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know how it you happened. I don't know. Both. I don't know. Wait, not I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was a child. I don't know. Wait, I had these you, decisions made for me. Spoiler alert someone for Star Wars in college. I swear to God, no, if you I ever said no spoilers, I would. I will time travel. <laughs> no, no. I will time travel back in time <laughs> and jump kick you out a window. No, even I didn't. saying that. No, but. I, I, there were people who were talking about Star Wars, and for a second, I almost, I almost was like, oh, I don't want to know because I might watch those movies someday. And then I realized how ridiculous that was. Like, I think that you can definitely, if somebody says something, you can argue with them, like, no, dog, that movie's been out forever. You need to get so with it. For, for my situation, Which I told the myself. thing is, th these books have been out forever since like the mid 90s, and I'm reading through them now. And the game is happily spoiling them as it goes on. So, like, does the game's that not count? Canon, right? That sounds like a you problem. Well, kind of. It, it, it like is. Sounds like a you problem. But it's still. Oh my! It's still. It's still like <laughs> relevant to the conversation, though. So okay, okay. How how dare you? How many fucking cups do you have? I need. <laughs> I have. I have two. What <laughs> guys? Does, does, right. See, it's, it's, it's reasonable. It, but I'm is the it like reasonable though, to get upset about spoilers for a book I'm reading that wasn't originally in my language but did come out forever ago that got spoiled by something else that was like technically an entirely different canon kind kind of sort of Here's the thing if you if you feel upset about the spoilers there's nothing you can do whether or not you feel like they're <laughs> justified feelings or not like if you are like, dang it, I I wish I hadn't known that. Like that is an right, honest, right. real feeling, you know. But, but game, yes, but ultimately game, you just have to get over it because you can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, the video game is completely not canon in any way. Mm. So it changes. It's basically the uh, Game of Thrones of this world. The TV show. Mm, it's ah, like, I don't know about that. I mean, game, particularly in the first few series of Game, and Th Game of Thrones, the books were very close. I mean, 
book spoilers no, were a yes. real risk it's, up it's, to the last it's season. It's very close. There's a lot of things that are close, but it's not extremely close though i mean is it i, I don't know because I, I, I haven't read the witcher novels i can i suppose i can ask george this exactly like how close are the novels to the video games like is it game of um, thrones level close or well yes and no the thing is is that the games follow a continuity that happens after the books because um you find out from playing the games that that Geralt. I don't even know what counts as spoiler anymore, man. Well, Geralt is dealing with the problem he had at the end of the series of books and uh, and is, is, is gradually uncovering mysteries about that. But the thing is, there's no room for that in the books. The problem that he had in the books makes no room for all the adventures he's going on in the game series. It's like a new continuity continuing after the books, but it still exists in the same world following the same rules with the same characters that follow the book's rules to a T, and there are like a shitload of references in there towards uh, the short stories and the books that um, are are very, it feels diligently informed by the books. Like, he'll actually point out incongruities. At the very beginning, there's a dream sequence where something's not right, and Geralt will say, hey, this thing didn't actually happen. And I was reading the book at the same time, and lo and behold, the thing didn't actually happen. They like, they account for it in really surprising ways. Like, it's it is legit, but it's also a, a separate continuity from the mm -hmm. books. It almost feels like separate, like alternate universes. Kind of, uh, or like that's, alternate that's histories of the same for. universe. That's what my analogy was going for. It wasn't. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> so, moral of the story is: don't read books, kids. <laughs> no. Oh, don't yeah, ever no. do that thing. Don't read books, or else you'll be like me in fifth grade when you found out that. Uh, the Jurassic Park book and the Jurassic Park movie are totally fucking different. That pissed me off. I actually oh, no. do yeah, need to off. read the book. Oh, that's like the first that. time I read The Little Mermaid. And I was pissed like, she dies? And I was so <laughs> sad. <laughs> well, a lot of that pissed stuff you know, goes down that route. You know, don't I, don't I, trust Disney. any fairy tale. Don't Ian trust Malcolm, Disney ever. Don't Ian believe Malcolm his lies. The all the I, cool characters, like, it, oh, all the, oh, fucking oh. books suck. I'm surprised that that you tried that you read Jurassic Park in the fifth grade too. Like I remember being in like the tenth grade and seeing that on my reading level. I just just got to reach your level, man. No, that was like my that was like my first major book report, and I was so thrilled because <laughs> I I swear to God I, I was so thrilled because once I realized that it was the movie and the book were different, I made my whole report about that. Ace that shit. My teacher was so impressed. I was like, Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Really, really intense for a fifth grade. Comparing contrast, motherfucker. I'm trying to remember when we read To Kill a Mockingbird, and which, you know, because that was. Uh, what grade? Because your grade system doesn't work the same. Fifth grade. Read To Kill a Mockingbird? That's interesting. Yeah, we did. I mean, uh, it was it was pretty much standard curriculum for everybody. Like, it, you know, it's because it's obviously a classic. But I know yeah. uh, in a lot of uh, schools it was banned for a long time, wasn't it? In the U.S. Was anyway. I believe so. No. I think so. No. Kill Mockingbird I is like a national surprised. treasure. It's definitely not been a Yeah, but it had the N-word in it. And a lot of yeah. other uncomfortable things. We, we also read A like... Handmaid's Tale. Hey, you want uncomfortable? There's fucking uncomfortable. Although I'm pretty sure we got to... Uh, I w it would be the equivalent of 10th grade before we read that, I think. Hmm. We we were school? forced, yeah. I think, in like seventh grade to read Canterbury Tales. That was my first exposure. Oh, oh yeah, I never had it, to read that. We got that. That's yeah. bullshit. <clears throat> F, that was that was my first time that I that I was hilarious. I uttered "fuck England" aloud. <laughs> 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 
the first that is time. the worst, the worst fucking thing ever written. I don't care that it's it's a national Jeff, treasure. Or some you, shit. You're well, suggesting that like, Je Jeffrey Chaucer uh, yes. somehow doesn't understand yes. proper literature. It was fuck a, Jeffrey Chaucer. <laughs> fuck Chaucer. <laughs> fuck Chaucer. Uh, I hate I think that the, guy. The book that I remember the most from reading in school was uh animal farm because it like fucked me up so bad i was like mm -hmm. what the shit like the whole time i was reading the book i was like what the fuck and then my teacher had us watch the movie which just made it even more horrifying oh, the cartoon movie, movie is like the cartoon is so good oh, are you talking terrible. about the live action one live action one man that that one what? is fucking terrifying wait, it's wait, terrifying yeah, it came on TV yes, reruns. Where you watch little pigs turn into people and it's terrifying. Wait, what? It's horrifying. It's a horrifying they, movie. They, they kill each other. There's like a slaughterhouse that they set as, as off limits. And it's like everyone has skeletons in this closet that you actually freaking see. Uh, uh, animal farm. Uh. Watership Down, something I never want to see again. Jesus, that mm. scarred me as a child. It's it's really interesting how a lot of these books I was able to handle as a kid just fine, but seeing them transition over into a visual medium, all of a sudden it looks way more nightmarish oh, yeah. than a description of the thing will be. Like, it, when, when you're reading it and picturing the stuff in your head, you can make whatever image you want, but when you're watching Watership Down, you have no choice but to see the, like, poorly that animated That just got its throat ripped heads. out. It wasn't even that poorly animated either. It was pretty graphic, that stuff. It's, it's like the anatomy that, that, that gets me. Watership yeah. down. You, it's a cute you don't book know about rabbits that go on Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bunny book. It's <laughs> great. It's a little bunny Sorry. book. Yeah. Jesse, don't worry about it. You don't it's need like, to It's like the animals it. of Farthing Wood. You know, it's, it's totally really, fine. It's a really sweet story. You'll love it. You, you read Jurassic Park in the fifth grade. You can handle it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can I, handle Watership Down these days. You know, I think as a kid, I had more uh, mental fortitude than I do now. The thing I think I'm most impressed, though, is that, like, they gave you Canterbury Tales at seventh grade? Because that shit, like, that's barely counts as English. I went, I went oh, to yeah. one of them, like, I went to one of them, like, fancy schools where they made you educated. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. True. I, I I didn't hit those those Canterbury Tales until a few oh, years. Oh, they late. made us read all sorts of garbage. That I didn't want to read. Unless was... meek, they statue. They actually made us re read this out, if I recall correctly. Oh, unless might they the stuttered hold in which that they were bounded unto me. You would well, I mean, of this party, as help me God, I laugh eh, when I think eh, how piteously a night I made them swink, eh. <laughs> which I'm pretty oh. sure was about fucking. In fact, it was. Wait, it absolutely was. Yeah, it was. It was How from. How did you get that? Because that—that's from the wife of Bath, which, for the most part, she was. Fucks a, everyone. Uh, yeah. Well, it was the wife of Bath was was crazy. I mean, it was um, it was a critique on anti-feminist writings of the time in many ways. Like it was one of the most progressive things that anyone had ever written at the time, <laughs> because it's this sort of worldly woman who is traveling along with all of these sort of men of the cloth and sort of upright sort of individuals and she's shocking them all by telling these tales of you know real life essentially as a woman and it's filthy it is absolutely filthy and yes we got to read that out loud in class that was fun jesus i always like the scarlet letter i like when we got to read plays in class because i'd always want to be like uh like, I'm, so, I'm so glad i avoided that one. Oh, those are great the Scarlet we Letter. did Romeo and Scarlet Juliet. Great. That was mm, fun. That, Shakespeare was the most fun part of English class, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, you, you got oh, to see God, the movie where you got to look at, at Romeo's butt. 
Oh, that one. Oh, th that was the um the Rom Roman Polanski version, was it? Mm. Yeah, because yeah, we got to see the Roman Polanski version and the new one, uh, which they they showed with. Uh, yeah, was, was Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, in? Leonardo DiCaprio. And were they one. in like Southside LA? I believe having, so. Yeah, having yes. a gang war. Yeah, yes, I watched like, that one with my dad, and that that's actually pretty fun. It's not they awful. Still, like, they yeah. speak in Shakespeare, but but are are like gang banging around the streets of LA. Yeah. And the directors like they know they know how ridiculous it is. They have fun with it, but they did it so, anyway. So that's yeah. that's okay in my book. Yeah, we uh, we did Othello, Hamlet, Twelfth Night, and uh, Macbeth as well. I liked uh, Tempest. Oh, Tempest, yes. because a character and this always amused me. I don't remember when. I must have been very young because this to this day still is my favorite line from anything. When the guy is like. Um, He's like, a thrice double ass am I, which is just a great, a great fucking line. A man, a thrice double, a thrice double ass am I. What does that even mean? That is like three, is that a three times? Yeah. Yeah, he's a six-timed ass. Well, double ass recent material analysis uh, on pipes that were dug up from Mr. Shakespeare's residence indicates uh, essence of cannabis found in there, so... That would be why Shot. that line exists, I imagine. Or maybe some some kids just like to smoke around and what, and, and, be and buried carbon dated seven hundred year old pipes in there. I don't know. It, it could happen. That's it's a fucking been, prank. Yeah, it's gonna pop up on YouTube and then there's just gonna be world star hip hop underneath it right there. I'm I'm just like imagining these kids sitting around his grave being like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if everyone thought Shakespeare was a stoner? <laughs> Apparently it was discredited, but I, mean, I choose to believe that it was really, not because really? it's more fun oh, that way. So you're saying I'm right. You might be right, but I choose Thank to believe you. that you're he not. Did he just try to set you up? Did TB just try to set you up? Just makes that reality was... more fun. No, he was definitely a stoner. No, I'm looking it up now. I'm, I'm. Shakespeare may have smoked weed. Study finds. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, let's South be honest. African he was doing a lot more than that. Also, <laughs> you are right. Absolutely. At yeah. that time, you kidding me? <laughs> At that time, oh, there was oh. a lot more going on than than weed. Yeah. Are we are we talking about drugs or just like verbs in general? Uh, I don't. I'm, I mean, both. Because originally when you said he was probably doing a lot more, I was like, yeah, of course, he was writing Shakespeare. But now I'm thinking you might be like, no, he's doing, he's doing more drugs than just that. And I'm like, hmm. I think that was the implication, yes. I, I like to think that, that you just I'm catching up. You. Like, of course, he was writing Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, God. All right. Uh, yeah, so this is real. This is Shakespeare weed things real. Told you, I told you. It. I told you it was God fucking it. real. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to back to video games. Uh, all right, here's a question. All right. If you were going to adapt one Shakespeare play into a vi into video game form, which would be the most fun, and which genre would you use? Midsummer Night's Dream and make it a horror. Henry V, political strategy. I was expecting dating sim out of Midsummer Night's Dream. No, because you. Midsummer Night's Dream is so trippy. And like every time somebody puts it together, they're like, what can we do that's different? Make it crazier. So like oh, every time you go what? to see Midsummer Night's Dream, it's like, we're going to have all of the fairies be in fucking platform shoes. And there's going to be black lights and everybody's going to have glow paint all over their bodies. And then 
People okay, are going to be okay. banging. It's going to be crazy. Besides the fact Platform. that you go to weird shit, uh, <laughs> having I was having a theater been, major. Having I've seen that show many times. Having been in a production of that show, mm-hmm. there is nothing horror story about it. It is. That's why you got to stro- just just bend it. Okay, so Bend besides Dodger, who's going to make a game no one will buy, what do you guys want to make for a game? I could I could just easily imagine a very straight, easy adaptation of, of Henry V, or any of the Henry plays, really, into a paradox-style grand strategy. I mean, Assassin's Creed Julius Caesar would probably work pretty well, I would imagine. That would be okay. <laughs> there, there is That'd Hamlet, the video game. Or the last game without MMORPG features, shaders, and product placement. You guys remember that? Uh, which nope. one was that? Sorry. Um, it's called Hamlet, or the last game without MMORPG features, shaders, and product placement. Uh, I've never heard of this. What is this? It came out in 2010. It is an indie adventure game, point-and-click style. Of course. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Hamlet. Oh, and yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, it is literally called that. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. It, uh, it would be easy to do a point-and-click adventure out of any of them, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The one game that needs to be some sort of horror game is obviously Macbeth. Macbeth. That yeah. is, Macbeth needs to be a horror game, uh, sort of amnesia style, as the darkness starts to swallow you whole, except you see blood spots everywhere, and you yeah. play as Lady Macbeth. Oh shit! You're welcome. Man, you're really excited. It's not a bad idea though. It's a fucking fantastic yeah, idea. Yeah. You play as Lady Macbeth, and you have to avoid your creepy ass husband while being chased by the spots of blood that you see everywhere. Fuck it. I might as well just become master of video games. <laughs> much you do, <laughs> yep. much you do about nothing. Buy the Chinese room. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Twelve hours of walking. Twelve hours simulator. of walking. <laughs> so, so speaking oh. of and every Chinese now and then. Rooms, <gasps> Sorry. Um, that's the game I actually, the, the new one, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, is something yes. I actually requested a review copy for yeah. and did not get. Have, I, have any of you guys played that? Um, I, it's only out on PlayStation 4 yeah, to start now, with, isn't it? Now. Yeah, I mean, uh, they wouldn't have given me a review copy if I asked for it anyway, considering they literally quoted me in a Guardian News article falsely claiming that I said they were destroying the games industry. So they probably wouldn't have given me oh that. Oh my gosh, what a callback. Remember that? Yeah, I, remember, I do remember that. That stuck Man. in my mind. That was probably the funniest thing that anyone... It reminded me because there was some like silly Al Jazeera opinion article that claimed that I was evil or whatever a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember when the Chinese room said this like silly thing wait why is al jazeera after you it's what is going on what have you apparently done? you could basically what do, you do if... when we're not doing this podcast <laughs> now it's like it's an opinion on al jazeera america which means basically anyone could fucking write it it, it, it just it name dropped me as some fucking great evil or whatever i found it kind of amusing but uh they, yeah so on, on to everyone's gone to the rapture which is for the most part, uh, have you had a chance to play it yet? I mean, no, play. I haven't, and I've been wanting to. Oh, okay. And I've been wanting to, though. Yeah. I know uh, Jim Sterling kind of tore it to pieces. I know. It's as very usual- divisively received. Yeah, yeah. And f- probably more divisively received than Dear Esther, which, I mean, I-, I was extremely confused as to why that got as good a reception as it did. And. This time around, this seems to be a little bit more of a video game, but the problem is it's very, very long for what it is, what I've been told. It's like, it's a six-hour game where supposedly none of the reviewers managed to figure out that there was a sprint button. A sprint button. Yeah, this is, this is what I want to talk about. Like, yeah. this, is a, this is a hilarious story. 
if you what? hold down R2, R3, actually. R3, so you'd, you'd actually, really? yeah, so you'd actually have to so hold that's... down the right stick, which is very unintuitive. There's a, uh, that, that's even easier. No, it's R2. It's and R2. You can't rebot. You can't rebot. Oh, is it R2? Right, yeah, uh, you might be able to. Like, maybe if you go into the options, you see a prompt to rebind R2 to something else. Okay. But uh, in game, you don't get a pop up for, for your sprint button being at no, R2. And also, to activate your sprint, you have to hold it down for a second for your character to wind up to it. It's actually a so few a seconds. Of... Like, it, you, you gradually increase in speed, basically. I'm so interested in actually playing this because I want to see how long it actually is. Like, are we, because because one second is already, like, a pretty long enough time to get a response from pressing a button on a controller. Mm -hmm. Three seconds is, like, complete overkill. And a lot of reviewers never noticed that you can sprint None in of them game. did. Like, and literally nobody did. Like, it got to the point where... Imagine what that did to their scores. Like, it, it actually, yeah, it, it hit yeah. it pretty hard. I mean, because uh, the Chinese room had to put out a, an article, and they kind of explained the situation, because apparently this was a last-minute thing. And in the debug versions that the QA testers were doing, they had auto sprint on because they needed people to move at more than a snail's pace to actually test the game because otherwise it would have taken way too long. And then supposedly they, they put this feature in at the last minute and never bothered to tell anybody. And since it was an unintuitive feature, everyone played through the game walking at a snail's pace and the game got frequently criticized as a result of it being too for, slow. For being too slow and yeah. perhaps too long. That might fold into it. Wow. I mean, what are you so, going to do? Like, Everyone, everyone's going to rapture, so you don't, you're not in any hurry. No, you you're not, because everyone actually has just buggered off. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's... I don't even know. It's slightly more of a game, I suppose, than DRS there is, but they, they put some very, very... Walking? It is still walking. Like, it's walking, seeing ah. things, and there's this little element, apparently, with the uh, DualShock 4, where you have to sort of tilt it a little bit to focus in on something. No, it's, nope. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. It, I mean, uh, so Jim, Jim was not a fan of it. He's like, yeah, great visuals, incredible soundtrack. There's nothing to do. And supposedly, since it's quite non-linear, unlike DRS, though, where there was really only one way to go, with the exception of these occasional nooks and crannies that you would waste your time. Supposedly, you can get a lot of your time wasted in this game by just going down the wrong route. And even sprinting, it doesn't really go that fast. So you find nothing. It's like, well, I just wasted my time and have to go back to where you were previously and in order to experience the next bit of the narrative or whatever. That's my understanding of it. But I have not played it yet. I can't imagine I will like it. I mean, it's it, people are saying, oh, it's kind of like DRS, though. It's like, well, I probably am not going to enjoy it then. I like some walking simulators every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the Stanley Parable. They're, they're, they're a break. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, a nice I, don't think, I don't think walking simulator is by definition a derogatory term necessarily i think it's a good descriptor i like i like walking simulators as long as they are sort of pulled together by almost a mystery like you trying to piece together where you are why you're walking around and by the end of it you feel like you sort of experienced a story that the developer wanted to tell you just described gone home essentially yeah. Yeah. I well, when when they're really directly like, like translating a, a traditional point and click adventure game over to an FPS interface, like they're really not that different. Yeah, but the, there's the difference like between the difference between Dear Esther and Gone Home in particular is that Dear Esther has literally zero interactive elements, none, not at all. Well, you, you walk and look. Yeah, and you're you a camera. Can, like jump off things. Well, you can't jump in that game, so I think it literally is you just walk. 
And there's no there's no interaction. Yeah, in there's Gone no Home you can pick up items and manipulate them. And I think there's there's kind of a key difference between those two at that point because one of those games benefits from you playing it and the other one you could literally watch a YouTube video of and you would have the same experience. I think that's kind of the difference between the two, right? Well, no, I think that once you're like playing any game it's your experience. But is it if it's exactly the same and you don't have places you can explore and there's really only one route? Essentially, at that point, you're walking through an art gallery, right? If you watch two people play the game one next to another, like, they're going to have different experiences. Like, they might take different value into different se- into different symbols. They might spend more time in one room versus the other player. It's It's a very, very interpretive process that has players directly controlling them with the keyboard wsad first person shooter control scheme i don't know i've never really this is something that that like you and i have a core disagreement on but (laughs) i think i think uh i've never never really found found the merit the the argument that these things aren't considerable video games to to have have much weight well, as far as I'm concerned, there's only a few games that would even fall into the category of being sort of non-games or virtual exhibitions or virtual installations. It's down to this idea of, does this game have either an express or implied failure state of some description? Uh, it, this came up when uh, we were talking about her story. And people were like, oh, well, that's kind of not a game, is it? It was like, yeah, it is. And it was like, well, where's the gameplay? Well, the gameplay is detective work essentially and what you're doing is you you ex- there is no game over you know that being an expressed failure state but the implied failure state is that you don't unlock the next video essentially and in a lot of point and click adventures it's the same situation yeah, yeah the implied you, failure you state. cannot you don't die, die in grim yeah. fandango or monkey island no, of course not you can just not figure out the puzzle bad enough to not get to the next cutscene, but yeah, you don't and, die. And that, no, and and that that definition is deliberately so wide that there are actually so few games that fall outside of it. Dear Esther is one of those, and by the looks of it, I mean uh, Rapture actually falls within it, even by just the virtue of having that DualShock Four element, which is a bit, you know, that is deliberate. Uh, for me, Dear Esther is one of a very, very, very tiny selection of titles, which is like. I really do believe I could experience this in the same way or maybe even in a more enjoyable way by literally just watching this on YouTube. I mean, your point about spending more time in different rooms would make sense, I think, if Dear Esther had different rooms. And, I mean, it kind of doesn't. And with Gone Home, you spend time looking around a room and there are objects to look at and maybe you pick up a different object because you're more interested in it, but there's nothing to pick up within Dear Esther. Like, there's no barrier to progression at any point. There, there was a branch I totally missed my first time playing it back when it was a Half-Life mod. You start out in front of a shack, and then there's a path that goes down a cliff and leads to a dead end, and then a path that leads to the rest of the game, or area, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think I walked down that dead end, but there's nothing there. Th- th- right, there is nothing there, but I mean, that's still like... And I'm not saying that this, like, is good. I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine there being a council of... Of video game classifications that well, no, that there require isn't. there be there be multiple rooms and paths enough to a certain degree for no, absolutely not. But ultimately, it gets down to the idea of can you make something as long as it's computer generated 
and that you can interact with to some degree is it a video game at that point is that like the the basic baseline of what a video game has to be or is there something a little bit more to it than that is um i think it was was it in it wasn't in Encarto. i think it was on one of these really old sort of educational discs um it might have been on it uh, in a version of Encarto, that encyclopedia that microsoft used to do where there was it wasn't mind maze because that was a definitely a video game i was i was thinking mind maze wasn't i was mind hoping maze. you were going to yeah. talk about mind maze nope. mind maze was incredible holy shit that was great for its time anyway i should play mind it maze still again. holds up actually i got i had a lot of fun a few nights uh of that back playing mind maze with friends mind maze was kind of great but there was another thing, maybe it was a different encyclopedia program, which was literally just a, you can move around in 3D, but you're moving through what is essentially an art exhibit. And yes, you could take a different path and look at different parts of the exhibit, but that was the essence of the game. Game. You know, and well, at that well, point, think of it was this it a way. game? Is, is the software that you're loading up and executing on your computer built for recreation or for work? Well, I think in the case of Encarta and that particular thing, you could argue that it's neither. Okay, I don't know. I mean, people go to art galleries for recreation unless they have to work there or in the business somehow. Or they go there to be educated as well. They go for educational reasons, so school trips in particular. It's, I mean, it, is it for recreation? Yeah, I, I kind of get that, but not... Is everything that is done recreationally a game? Well, no, it's not. I feel, I feel like we're having a right brain, left brain argument. Where <laughs> TV, oh, yeah, totally. TV's like, totally agree with yeah, that. Where TV's like, well, here's the technical reasons. And then, you know, Hop's like, no, no, no. It's about the feelings and the emotions and what you're doing and the fun. The experience, it's two yeah. separate. It's two separate things. And I, I feel like Hop's right in the fact that it's very art gallery-esque. Everyone who goes in is going to see something different and experience something different. And yeah, you could play the same game and two people could have two different experiences. But also I think TB's right in the fact that there's a delineation between what is, you know, it's solid like game game and what is an experience. And there's two, there's a line there between, you know, the two. And I think you're both correct, but you're approaching it from two different sides of like, <laughs> Of the lo your different lobes right now, but you're both right, which I think is very funny because you're both arguing, but both correct. And so we'll never win because it's like two sides just banging each other, and it's great. It's great. The two sides are banging bang. each other. Really? Oh, they? okay. <laughs> well, that's also done for recreation and Looking education, forward to Dragon the Con, then. Sometimes yeah. it's done for work, and we don't judge that. I have a question. Yes? <coughs> TB, what is... what? I'm not. I'm not asking this in an abrasive way. I'm just curious, like what, how do we benefit from deciding what counts as a game? Oh, you don't. It's a completely okay. pointless argument. It just serves curious. no practical purpose whatsoever. Like the- It was fun though. I loved it. I loved watching it like- <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, the, the, the only degree, I mean, it's, it's completely not beneficial at all because everyone is gonna have different standards as to what they want to do in their recreational time. And everyone is gonna have different tolerances and they're going to enjoy different things. The important thing is not to describe whether or not something is a game, but to describe the essence of what makes it a product and describe, for instance, the mechanics, the length of the game, the sort of thing that a consumer would potentially experience and give them the information they need to make an informed decision. And right. that's really all there is to it. I mean, everything about whether or not this is a game is purely academic. 
as you said, it serves no practical purpose. It doesn't matter. And you'll find that there's plenty of people who sort of fall into the camp of, oh, I don't like walking simulators, but Gone Home was pretty good. And then you ask them, well, why, so why did you like Gone Home, but you didn't like these other games? And I think that's really useful information for developers to right. find yep. out because th I was the same. Like, I appreciated Gone Home more than I did Dear Esther, and I appreciated Stanley Parable more than I did gone home and if i were to try and identify why that was there was the one point that you made about the mystery that was a big deal and secondly they go up in terms of mechanical complexity like drs at the bottom in terms of mechanical complexity then you have gone home and then after that you have stanley parable now stanley parable has legitimate choices that you can make it has gameplay elements i mean you can jump for instance there are switches Gotten Home has less gameplay elements, but you can interact with elements of the world directly by picking them up. And Dear Esther, you are a cameraman and pressing W, essentially. You are moving. Right. There's, and um... Go for it. No, I was saying, this is what comes down to personal preference. I fucking hated Gone Home. I thought it was trash. But that's a personal preference thing. I, I There's a lot of walking simulators that I would have preferred over Gone Home and and the story they tried to tell. I feel like it comes down to how you perceive the game you're playing and in its entertainment level. And I think it comes down to just the fact of entertainment and how we use our time. And yes, technically game has a definition, but you know, if, if we're talking about just entertaining ourselves, then um, you know, it's a, that's like a whole different discussion. So you know, we should definitely be clear about what we're referring to when we say, you know, game and get all technical with jargon. And I, and I do such. wonder if, like, the term entertainment is maybe the the wrong word to use because we're not always entertained by movies. Like, if American History X, I was not entertained, not at all. Like that movie. Yes, you're right. But that's a fantastic I, movie, though. Yeah, but and then you. But it's so not entertaining. To, yeah, I mean, what the, uh, uh, the yeah. word that I like to use is compelling. I think that forms of media must be compelling in some way. So they compel right. me to feel something. Uh, in the case of American History X, it, it is many unpleasant things, but it's compelling viewing. It doesn't have to be, you know, the word fun is, I know a lot of, for some reason, people like to get on the high horse about this on both sides. Like, games don't have to be fun. And then people are like, ha ha, that person thinks games shouldn't be fun. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, they're right though, aren't they? Because movies don't have to be fun either but they do have to be compelling they have to be engaging they have to fulfill you in in yeah, on think, some maybe level engaging maybe engaging is the right word like it it, it takes it, it removes you from your current reality I don't know. I, yeah i like to some degree that's you know yeah yeah, yeah. no that, I, that doesn't sound stupid at all this conversation has made me there's a game uh that i played it's free to play it's um it's called the static speaks my name oh that, that just came out didn't it it literally just came out. It's like 10 minutes long, okay. maybe. Um, and it's it's totally that sort of a game where it's like you wake up the game. I'm I'm not going to tell you guys much about it because I can pop, I'll pop it's literally only spoiler 10 minutes. And I, if okay, people okay. if people want to experience this, I mean, they might be more <laughs> likely to experience it just because you tell them about it. You'd be surprised. But yeah. well, spoiler but, alert but is up since for this. it's so short, like I can't really like, but just. Baby girl, just it's a game. Just do it. We've yeah. got the spoiler let up. People can mute if they don't want it. I've yeah. I've okay. already looked up a video. <laughs> it's a game where you wake up and and it gives you objectives, right? It's like you've woken up, go to the bathroom, you know, go make yourself food. 
Um, and within those 10 minutes, you're like sort of exposed to the apartment that you live in and you, you see lots of things that give you an idea of sort of your mental state and like eventually the objectives get weirder and weirder and weirder until the game reaches its end. And at the beginning, it doesn't feel like a horror game necessarily. It just feels sort of weird. And then by the end, you're like, what just happened? But it, it, but it definitely had that feeling of the developer took you on a very specific journey, right? They were like, we want you to do this and then this and then this, because that's, that's the gradient that we're going for. Like we want the game to sort of swell in a weird way. Um, and I'm like, through this conversation, I've been trying to figure out like, why did I find that game compelling? Mm-hmm. Because it was, it was only 10 minutes long. And at the end of it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Here's the thing. Look, length has a great deal to do with it. A lot of people like to throw out this argument. It's like game length doesn't matter. That's bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. But more importantly, games can outstay their welcome in a big way. For sure. Uh, that's For actually sure. an argument that's being leveled at uh, everyone's gone to the rapture by a lot of people. It's like, this game is too long, but I was okay with Dear Esther because it's about an hour, give or take. Uh, 10 minutes might be just the right length for the game that you're describing there. And as a result, I, you may have got I that delivered. I don't think it could have been longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I would have wanted Brothers of Tale of Two Sons to drag on for more than two and a half hours. I think that was just the right length. The pacing was was correct for the story they were looking to tell. So I, I think, think it's the same principle. Important to notice the distinction between length and pacing yes. and the relationship between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I mean, that can be very difficult with games because you are giving control to the player and that player can just as easily decide to not do things in the, at the sort of pace. Maybe they won't find the sprint button. Yeah, maybe they won't find the sprint button, especially if you hide it and don't tell them about it. Uh, maybe Whoops. they won't do this. Maybe they won't do that. It's a, it's a very unique element of game design that doesn't... You never take into account, I suppose maybe some authors do, that people would just randomly skip pages in their book. Oh. Do you take that into account as an author? Probably not. You assume that people have watched that. You you don't have recaps in the middle of a movie. No. You do it in television because that's a medium where often it's episodic, so you have to wait a week. You may have forgotten what happened or you may have missed an episode. That doesn't really happen in well, a movie, though. They do. It's different. You're right? That, like, technically, technical going terms, off, they don't way. have... There we go. Like, like, in technical terms, they don't have recaps in movies, but they do constantly use callbacks in the form of like a flashback to the beginning of the movie or a voiceover of something a character said at the beginning of the movie. True. Or like, so so it's definitely used, but I, I have a huge question because I want to go back to what you were talking about, about length versus quality. Now that Hop's here and we have a different uh, view on okay. stuff, I'm very <laughs> curious. Would I'm, you, I'm would scared. You I don't okay? know about you. Well, no, but would you be okay with a game? Because I think this is something that everyone's really curious about. A game that was really, really mega compelling, like a AAA title, mega compelling, fantastic story. He just did a video in this. This is cheating. (laughs) He's going to know the answer. Two hours long. Two hour long game. AAA title, two hour long, fucking the best game you've ever played. What's the price? Uh, I think, uh, let's say it's, um, I don't know, it's a AAA, so we'll say 60 bucks. No. Well, no. Well, Most I mean, for, for me, that's just like for consumers, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> for me, that's totally fine. I mean, what, what was uh, my game of the year two years ago was Journey. My game of the year before that, oh, she was Brothers. Which my was game about the, like $20. 
yeah. Uh, I've had Brothers as my game of the year. I've had Bastion, which is not as short as Brothers, but is relatively short. It's about a six-hour game. And I've had um, Journey as my game of the year. You know, it's like three years in a row, and two of those games are about two hours long. But so they also were 60 bucks. Right, everyone will be fine with it if it's priced so, right. All right, uh -huh. so, price, so price point, would you then be okay? $60 game, 25 hours, only two hours that are fucking excellent. Well, is that no. price point acceptable? Yeah, no one, no one would like that either. <laughs> because so then you have to, everyone would ask, why is it not just a two-hour game? And then why not just sell it as a $20 two-hour game? Yeah, it's too much I don't know, you've all point. of a sudden gone from a product that might be very well-paced, but not very valuable, to a product that is very more valuable, but much lower, poorly, or paced. Wow, I just yeah. like completely the quality, quality, all over the place. The but quality it, right? quantity ratio goes to hell at that point. You're looking for how much killer versus how much filler. And I mean that's a key problem with tons of games. It's the problem I've got no, with Assassin's that's, Creed. That's, that's you what know, my next point was gonna be is I want to know what game has been like. Can you name a few games that have been at that price point and been totally besides like I can think of three maybe. What too, that, too much that, too much filler? Yeah, mm. most I, yeah, most like open world games by Ubisoft I think qualify. I feel like <laughs> currently most games are all filler and maybe a little bit of story. And that's why I keep being like, I'd rather you make a smaller game that has a great story. Right. And a oh, yeah. Fucking I've made this argument. It also won't take, like, an entire work week to play through. Exactly. And I love I shorter games because I don't have as much time. I like to experience as many games as possible. So if this game comes along and says, this is a 100-hour game, I'm actually less likely to play it. Uh, I want. I, I would like a satisfying, fulfilling experience. Is is this why you haven't given The Witcher Three a shot? Uh, I haven't given The Witcher Three a shot because I have an inherent conflict of interest because I'm sponsored by CD well, Projekt. What if you played it on your own time? I, it's it's actually the same reason why I just don't play a lot of RPGs. Like I just don't feel like I have the time. Like Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. Like the the few hours I played of it, I absolutely fucking loved it. You know. But I would, I could never finish that game. You know, I played for a decent amount of it, but I felt like I barely scratched the surface. It, it kills me for Witcher 3, though, because, like, I've never seen a game last this long, except for maybe Fallout New Vegas. I've never seen a game, like, last to the 100-hour mark that has, like, this ratio of killer to filler to it. Like, garbage, nothing, throwaway side quests in The Witcher 3 will have entire minutes of really well-made cutscenes Put into yep. them. It sounds like it's the polar opposite of Kingdoms of, Am of Amalo Reckoning. Like that game was <laughs> that game was a fucking MMO for all intents and purposes. It's like this game has 200 hours. Yeah, and I, I think it was on launch day. I uh, we all like got together and there was this launched event. We all got like early copies and we got to play for like 10 hours. And I I did that and by the end of the 10 hours I was like, well, the combat system's great, but here's a laundry list of things that I hated about it. And if I recall correctly, fucking Kurt Schilling was listening to my stream at the time as I railed off everything that I goddamn despised about the way that that game did questing. And that game was chock full of filler. It was chock full of it. And it was like, if this game had been a lot shorter, and if it had focused on good storylines and compelling questing and a good difficulty curve, the difficulty curve was all over the bloody place as well. I was just dominating everything. It was ridiculous. Like, you were actively punished in that game for doing the side quests because you became too powerful. Therefore, the combat, which was the only interesting part of the game, became a joke. There's a great so example of a, terrible pacing. Maybe you weren't necessarily being punished so much as you were being over-rewarded. Does it really count as a punishment if you are so generously rewarded 
that oh oh this is this mm. is this is an interesting problem mm. of of semantics here because it's not it's it depends you if you're I'm pursuing saying, challenge, right? because some people are pursuing the power trip. They're pursuing the power fantasy. Ergo, in which case they'd be rewarded. They would be punished. rewarded, and so that would be a good thing. But those of us pursuing the challenge, or those of us compelled by the challenge of the combat, would in fact be being punished by the overt generosity of the game. So let's see. Like, yeah. if, if 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 we were writing this down on paper, what what word, what what, what word would you use? Gluttonous. I just like a, a gluttonous, gluttonous, a gluttonous output system. A gluttonous, vulgar display of power. <laughs> just, just shove some Pantera in there for good measure. It's a, a gluttonous rewards. Gluttonous. Mm. Glutonia. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting into Latin entomology now? Is that how it's going to be? Maybe. They they tried to address that problem with Diablo three, right? They they did to some degree. Um, I'm not sure if you got... Yeah, because, I mean, that game was, d by default, quite easy. Yeah, and then they, they sort of adjusted the loot system so that it was... It, it felt more like you deserved the things that you found. Um, yeah. I think that's it, kind of a hard tightrope, for sure. Yeah, it's it was going down the route of uh, that game initially gave you too much loot, but the problem was a lot of that loot was either very samey or just completely worthless. So it had a saturation issue there. It's It was overly generous, but it was like you go into a restaurant and we're like, we're going to give you plates and plates of really bland food. And we're like, I don't want this food anymore. It's like, yes, you're being very generous. But... Thanks Borderlands. for bland you just... fucking guns, Borderlands, all over the fucking you... place. God. <laughs> that me off cheesecake so is... factory. Thanks for all the bland food, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Nailed them. Borderlands is cheesecake the Cheesecake Factory, factory yeah, of video it's games. It's the Borderlands of food. <laughs> Sickly right sweet, overpriced, and just it's too much literally bland just food. coming off of a conveyor line. Right in front of your oh, table. No, sushi. Conveyor belt food. Mm. Sushi. <laughs> that so it's not like The Witcher 3 doesn't have this problem, though. Like, even in The Witcher 3, when they try really hard to have all that killer, they still have these, um, the, the loot caches, which, which mm -hmm. is always, like, such an easy out to, to put something there on your map somewhere. And there's, there's generally a, a nice collection of things inside, but there might as well be nothing inside because it's all stuff you're going to sell. There's, there's. They might not as well just give you gold of... because that means less clicks, right? Right, right. There's, there's not a lot of uh, things to be had from exploring a lot of the dots on the maps, but at the same time, well, they still additional... have a lot of. Like at least they go the extra step, and and it's not perfect. I would agree, but I think they go the extra step of trying to tie it all in together with a story of some level. Mm -hmm. So. Sometimes you'll find a note that leads to another thing that leads to another thing that tells yeah, you, yeah. like, why it's there. Or there's an overall, like, story reason. But, yeah, but it's also, like, a trope of RPGs. Of course there's going to be a chest in the middle of this dungeon. Why? Fuck it. There's a chest in the middle of a dungeon. Doesn't matter. It's always been that way since the first RPG. So what the hell do we care? They, I mean, they try... Like, sometimes they don't. I think my favorite one is is a chest in the middle of nowhere by the side of the road in Velen that has a giant bug guarding it. And there's no explanation why. There's just nothing inside, but it's a dot on the map. Just another one on the list. Can I go oh. pee soon? 
Yes. Well, let's take a break. That sounds like a good <laughs> idea. I thought you were saluting the fallen, but like, okay, we should show our respect. All right. Well, speaking of showing our respect, Squarespace, they give us money. Please, respect. Please buy their products. Subscribe to their services. We're going to give you an ad now, and hopefully you'll find it amusing and compelling enough to sign up compelling. at squarespace.com. Compelling, you see? Not it fun. It may even be compelling. entertaining. It, it may be. You know, it may be Unlike fulfilling. Unlike that piece of shit. Borderlands. <laughs> Unlike Borderlands. <laughs> Unlike Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Squarespace.com. At least it's not Cheesecake Factory. We'll be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Please. Jesse, I'm going to need you to do those lines for the Squarespace ad this week. If you can just give me a couple more takes on line seven. Bit more emotion this time. Wait, uh, what's wrong? Yeah, I think I made a mistake moving into this office with Dodger and Gerard. Oh, don't tell me it's going wrong already. Okay, let me break this down for you. Gerard is like some kind of game-playing death robot. He literally drains the soul from a game until there's nothing remaining, and I'm afraid once he runs out of games, I'll be next. Well, I do see how that could be a problem. Oh, don't even get me started on Dodger. You thought she was annoying normally? Just wait till you've shared an office with her. Last week, I went to get my lunch out of the fridge. It was full of mugs. Nothing but mugs. She refrigerated them. Apparently, they need to be climate controlled. When I demanded she remove them, she called me a tsundere and locked her door. Now, this all seems very unpleasant. Tell me, have you considered Squarespace? I don't see how that relates to this discussion in any way. Well, you see, Squarespace allows you to create a website for whatever you'd like, with no experience required. What you see is what you get. Choose from a wide variety of professional, customizable templates and get your site up and running in no time at all. How is that going to help me with my current situation? Think about it. You can use the powerful e-commerce functionality to sell Dodger's mug collection to rabid fans, making yourself some money and solving the fridge problem in the process. And as for Gerard, well, I have the perfect solution create a website using Squarespace that hosts a game which cannot be completed. This will send the death robot into an endless loop and forever remove him as a threat to society. So what you're saying is, you want me to use Squarespace for some incredibly contrived reasons. Absolutely. And the best part is you can get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. I mean, come on! You've always wanted your own website, right? I mean, I guess, but I really feel like you're becoming obsessed with Squarespace lately. I mean, why wouldn't I be? It's an incredible service, and you can try it out for yourself at squarespace.com slash cooptional. This death robot has performed an illegal operation and must exit immediately. Click here to search for a solution on the internet. I knew it! I knew you were always in league with them. Sign up to Squarespace now or be obliterated. Squarespace, create a website for your hobby, your business, or just yourself with powerful tools that require no web design experience to use. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional and start creating today. The only limit is your capacity for ideas. Squarespace, build it beautiful, or else. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. If the first hour or so of the show was too educational for you, don't worry. That won't be a problem going on. We'll be just fine. To be fair, we went on for about a good seven or so minutes about doo-doo. We did, yeah. But we I... found out something educational in it. God damn it. Also, I've been I've been screamed at on Twitter that it's not pronounced doo-doo, it's pronounced dodo, grow up. <laughs> oh, okay. In the game, they say doo-doo. But no, yeah, it's doo-doo. Also, what kind of ass clown is telling Dodger to grow up? Obviously <laughs> right? not a viewer. Of all the people on the oh show. Oh, my yeah. God. My Obviously dad, the other day, I was talking with my dad, and he was like, 
I feel like a lot of the people that you work with are a little bit immature. And I was like, I have never heard you say something that proved to me so strongly that you do not watch anything I make because you would know <laughs> that I am by far the most immature out of maybe all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That's a contest, I think. Yeah. If you want to know immaturity, immaturity contest. If you want to know immaturity contest, all you have to know is last night at dinner, Dodge and I spent maybe 40 minutes being like, would you still date me if? Followed by some crazy ass <laughs> really shit. Crazy shit. Yeah. If my name was Doodoo. Uh, draw the line there. Absolutely yeah. not. No way. Mm -hmm. I believe one of them had to do with an alien, an alien impregnating me, but... I was, was that where that alien? line came from? Because I there's some weird fanficy shit going on your Twitter about Gerard the yeah. Completionist lately. Oh yeah, it was it was good. It was oh well. I disagree strongly. Crazy. It was weird. Oh. It was really weird. <laughs> it was very basically. It was Dodger would be like, "Would you still date me if?" And it was something like, "If all my hair fell out and I lost my teeth," and I was like, "Would you still date me if I grew extra arms? Those arms were made of claws, and those claws smelled like..." Yeah, we Poop. just like then, accelerated like, into like super weird shit very, very fast. Because I was saying that Sam and I play that game sometimes because I like to watch him feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> and and then like it and got, of course, I was it got like, super I can weird. make you uncomfortable. <laughs> so I took it as a challenge. To be, mm -hmm. I felt bad for whoever else was in that ramen restaurant with us because that was some weird ass <laughs> shit. We were very loud. So I imagine this, this little family that was across the, from us was just like, yeah. <laughs> so Gerard, Gerard goes, uh, would you still date me if I murdered a guy? And I was like, well, that comes with more questions of like, why did you murder the guy? And Jesse immediately goes, for sport. <laughs> <laughs> so explain to me where in the conversation this quote came from. Quote, I insist I impregnate you, Jesse says seductively, gazing into Gerard's eyes. What <laughs> the fuck happened? <laughs> again, again. What does it sound like? I was saying that... It might be more straightforward you know, than I originally thought. Yeah. Okay. What if... Because, look, look, <laughs> look. Gerard had mentioned a story about the movie uh, Pixels and how awful it was. And he yes. spoiled the ending, which is an awful ending. And so I said, would you still date me if I uh, impregnated you, but only um, Q-Berts came out? Like they're only you only could have Cubert babies. <laughs> only have baby Cuberts. And I yes. said, I said, well, we wouldn't have to have kids. Like we could adopt. And he goes, I insist. <laughs> and I said, look, I could have maybe dealt with the Cubert babies, but but your demeanor right now is what's fucking up this relationship. And then he just goes, all right, fine. And then looks at Gerard and goes, Gerard, I insist. I impregnate you. <laughs> Oh god! It's, it's a good job Corendo wasn't there. Yeah. He would have filmed it for money. That I, not the impregnation, the, uh, just the conversation. He would have probably filmed that too if it could get away with it. All right, let's get back onto video games that we have been playing this week. Uh, has anyone got one that they'd like to start with? Anything you want to toss out there? Oh my god! Did sure, I, I can go. Go. Uh, I'm. I currently. I still have it up. Um, I've been playing. Really, a game. you do? How, how does yeah, that work? <laughs> it's been up for hours. Consult um, your physician immediately. There's a text-based game that I found on Steam mm -hmm. called Choice of Robots. Oh, the Choices and games! I have a few of those on iOS. They're really good. Choice of Robots has been really compelling. It like start. 
it starts you off with what I think is the end of your story. Like you decide what the They're final. Terrible break. names for these games. They're really bad names. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get uh, over that, okay? I, I like yeah, I like how everyone's word is now compelling. Compelling. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it has the the very beginning of the game is you sort of deciding what the last frame of the movie would be, right? Just like where you end up, but then it starts you back at the beginning with you like creating your first robot, basically, and deciding um, what it would be used for, what it looks like, things like that. And then depending on the choices that you make, it'll tell you like, oh, you've added this much to its autonomy or you've added this much to its usefulness to the military, like things like that. And it all it like references all of your choices so much that I'm like, God, they must have like. Like, they really put a lot of detail into it. You make a choice and you think, ah, oh, they won't really have to reference that very much, but they will. You know, it's it's really, really, really cool. If you like Choose Your Own Adventure books, you should totally play Choice of Robots. It's awesome. It's the first Choice of game that I've played, though. It, they and have done a lot they, of these. They're on phones? You, you can get them on Steam said? as well. You can actually play them online, I think. Uh, it, it, there's a... Oh, like if you browser? Yeah, yeah. That you're probably going to crash it by going there. Choiceofgames.com is their place. So you can click play online and you can actually play kind of a browser version of it. And they, they are available on Google Play, on Kindle and things like that. The first one I played was the first one they did, Choice of the Dragon. And then the, the, names, get, the names get really weird. Choice of Broadsides, which is a swashbuckling naval adventure. Choice what? of Zombies. Uh, was it choice of the Star Captain. Choice of Kung Fu, because of course... Uh, choice of the ninja and then, then they start to realize that choice of is maybe not the best of ideas so they start like doing things like reckless space pirates and nola is burning and mecha ace and things like that <laughs> they've done a lot of them brand and recognition yeah and they are actually as you mentioned very very good at them i mean i came from yeah. a sort of playing a lot of choose your own adventure and fighting fantasy as i was growing up like i read tons of those books and this is that, but taken to the next logical degree of you're not limited to being in a book, so you can reference things a lot more because you don't need 12,000 pages to do it. Right, yeah. So they do consistently mention almost everything that you ever choose. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. And they're cheapest awesome. chips as well. Really, really cheap. So fun. Choice of Robots yeah. $3. Yep. I think Found they're even cheaper on iOS, actually. The, the, you can, and you can get them on sale for like 50 cents and things like that. Yeah, if you like choosing your own adventure, those games are actually really, really good. So how did your robot end up exactly? Uh, I'm only, I'm in chapter three, I think. So the first, the first chapter is sort of building the robot and the second chapter is watching the robot sort of accept its artificial intelligence. It's been really interesting. Um, I've realized that AI has kind of been the theme of the last few days because on the plane flight back here, I Did you I watch watched... Ex Machina? I chance? watched Ex Machina yep, and I, I watched too. Chappie. And now I'm playing Choice of Robots. I'm like, God, AI is AI is hot right now, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, Ex Machina uh, is fucking terrifying. Yeah. God. I actually, I, I think I enjoyed Chappie more than Ex Machina. The ending of Chappie makes no fucking sense, but whatever. You and I already talked about this. The ending, yeah, we did. It was a great movie up until like the last 20 minutes. I was like, the what? Yeah. Oh, not the last 20 minutes. Maybe the last ten minutes, I was like, mm. but God, uh, watching watching a robot slowly turn into a South African gangster was amazing. <laughs> it was so the, good. I, I I will say the best part about watching Ex Machina on a plane is the nudity. It is always fun because I was watch people around me watch it, 
And because I've seen it before, it's always fun to know exactly when there's going to be nudity and exactly when everyone on the plane gets really uncomfortable. <laughs> because suddenly they're on a plane and they're like, oh, oh, those are boobs. Oh. And then they just like hold on to their seat. Like, hopefully no one notices I'm watching this movie now. <laughs> I might noticed. Fall out. I noticed. No, because they've they've gotten smart about it now, though. They have the sort of screens where when you glance to the side, it just looks black. Yeah, like you can't you can't really see what but people are Kuro's watching most back, of the time. I see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I know you're dirty, and uh, I like it. But yeah, Choice of Robots is great. I I went for more of a military build on my robot, but I also uh. I chose a lot of things that would make my robot beautiful at the same time. And so it has like, it has really high grace. (laughs) Whatever grace is going to be used for has really high grace and really high military skills. So So basically you made Bayonetta. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the goal. Except Bayonetta with eight arms. (laughs) Because why not? I'm surprised they actually haven't done that yet, honestly. Is this in a browser? What is this game? I tried to look it, it up. I, is... I got it on Steam. I didn't know that it was a browser thing. Oh. The, you, you go on Steam. And I'm not sure if you can robots. play all of it in a browser, but like you can certainly at least play a sample of it in a browser. It, it re- I mean, it is just a text game essentially. You can get some of them on Steam, and you can get all of them on iOS and Amazon Play, uh, Amazon Kindle, and the Google Play Store. Do you have stats? Is this like similar yes. to those games where you bang people? Those text games where you like break uh, your like kind of multi ish I don't know if I can look at my stats, though. Like, you do have stats, but... Oh, yeah, show stats. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. show stats, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Humanity is at 74%. Uh-oh. Oh, my humanity. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait. It's the year 2019. Told you, told you she was a robot. Told you. Uh, Yeah, my autonomy aerial is, is the name game? of my robot. I don't okay. know yet, Jesse. My autonomy go is at no. 7. Considering it's on my iOS, no. My is at 11. My empathy is at six, and my grace is actually only at five. So you're doing a bad job, basically. Well, we don't know. This bayonet so robot is. Oh, it also fail. has. Yeah, your empathy uh, is higher than your grace. It also has uh, relationships, so yeah, oh, I guess everybody shit. that you meet. I had no idea they made this. Relationship numbers. They wrote what they made a game called Slammed. It is turn a scripted steel cage wrestling match into a real fight in this interactive novel, the greatest text-based pro wrestling RPG in the world. What? You, you need it. I've got to play that. It's like, apparently Amazing. there's a quarter of a million words in it. It's like, yeah, let's go. Damn. That sounds great. What is that one game called? Something Champions. Uh, Something Champions. Oh, Champions. shit. Champion of the Gods. Why do I know no, what you're talking about? No, no, no. I, I, it's I a, know it's... Look, you, you, you get, are like a weird multi-dicked thing that yes, travels across or, a mystical or boobs, fantasy landscape. And you travel and across, yes, you go into a portal what? and then you bang all sorts of crazy shit and that's how you level up. Something of it's champions. bonkers. Oh, and what? you fight things too. It's this combat it's a system. Corruption of champions. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, corruption of champions. How oh. do you two both know about this? I don't Look know. That shit of champions. Up. Look that What's shit up. What's corruption it is the perfect of champions? Dodger game. Look that. Basically, it's, I don't it's know a, what that is. It's a browser game where you like create a character and then I you like make. I probably shouldn't be looking this up. You, you definitely. It has a wiki. It has a wiki. <laughs> It is super fucking popular. That's how I know about it. Because literally everyone's like, you should play this. Oh, and I did play it. The wiki, the wiki website is called smotosaur.us. Smotosaurus. Yep. What the fuck? Right. That sounds about right. It I've is played the beginning of this game before. I have, I have yeah. played this before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's like, all text-based. It's another text-based it, it's, thing. It's also choose your own adventure in that you can die multiple times. I uh-huh. died in a demon factory by being 
chained to a sex machine. And that's where my story ended. And I was forever chained to a sex machine. <laughs> Good. What the yep. fuck? Dude, welcome to the internet. Welcome to the internet. I suppose I shouldn't be too surprised. Oh, yes. I was like, I'll give this game a whirl. Everyone's, seen, everyone's like, check it out. I looked it up. It was real popular. I thought it was going to be a virus at first. Looked it up. <laughs> looked fine. I was like, all right, I'll play this shit. An hour and a half later, my my giant like canine wiener and I were known throughout the lands. <laughs> and then I, it was like, seriously, then it was like, do you want to go fight the demons? It was like, hell yeah. So I climbed up a mountain, fought a fucking minotaur, killed his ass. By the way, if you lose the minotaur, apparently he, he bangs you. Because I was not into. <laughs> so then... So then I went and I fought the Minotaur and then found the Demon Factory, went in the Demon Factory, and in the Demon Factory, this this sec this sexy succubus secretary was like, let me show you the factory. And I was like, okay. Got chained to a sex machine. I was Were stuck you there compelled? Was it compelling? <laughs> it was fucking, it was compelling White. as shit. I was doing Were great. you fulfilled? I was, doing, I was doing real good. I was super fulfilled. You sound really like, excited about it. I'm, you look, need to make like an MLG no scope corruption of champions video. <laughs> if that does not already exist, I will be very surprised. I'm just saying, if it doesn't it exist, we need to make it. According it's to so, chat, the developer game. makes about ten thousand dollars a month on Patreon to write that. Yeah, kind of thing. You can tell. We yeah. talked about the other game, Tits, before. That's oh yeah, yeah. I remember talk. you talking the about other Tits. Game is Tits? Yeah, it's you the talked same. about Tits quite a lot. Mm. I, love I did tits. talk about Tits quite a lot. I continue to talk about tits quite a lot. Yeah. Anyway, both. Yeah, they're they're both the same sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, people love it. They give them money all the time. I can't. I twenty thousand. They say he makes twenty thousand a month. Wow. Here's the deal. Here. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the deal. Twenty thousand dollars a month, man. Spend some of that money to have artists put pictures in your damn game so I can see that crazy shit. Because they're like <laughs> the bee queen as she impregnates you. I'm like, I want to see that. What does that even look like? <laughs> This, Do you really like we were just talking? Really don't, we were just honestly. talking about how when you read a book and then see the movie version, it it makes it way creepier and scarier. I can't imagine what that looks like in my brain hole. I don't know what that looks like. How does the I think, queen I think that's you? for the better? What? Well, I want uh, he makes twenty thousand a month writing smut. Fuck it, I'm writing smut from now on. It's gonna be hardcore. It's gonna be super hardcore. The hardest. Jesse, core. can we have a smut off? Can we? I will win. I will win. I will win every. Off. It really makes you reconsider your life choices, doesn't it? Yeah, no it does. shit, it, it does. does. Porn pays, man. Man, I'm missing out. Missing out. My analytics. Now I know why games journalists anything. are so upset all the time. Jesus, that's a lot of money. Wow. Huh. I'm doing it. Anyway. I'm gonna make the best. I'm gonna make the yeah, best. I know erotic dating sim i'm still i'm telling you i'm still by the way announcement if you know an artist who's good at the animus please tell them to email my business jesse at jessecox.com or business at jessecox.com please i need the best animu artist ever i will pay unlimited sums to make the greatest no, you won't. Erotic <laughs> unlimited sums that's unlimited. not a good idea if you end up making like thousands greatest... of dollars on patreon every yes. month you might be able to afford unlimited funds to make the greatest erotica game ever where the only option at the end is to bang me <laughs> i want this so badly please tell your What's friend the fail state Indeed. That is, there is, that is the fail state, isn't it? <laughs> you can't win is the thing. <laughs> there is no win. There, 
there's gonna be a character in it called Digger who's going to be basically the, a super nerdy version friend of Dot. Like it's gonna be Dodger, but she'll be the nerdy friend. Like oh, okay, guys, I can't wait to get girls. It's gonna be the right? Megane character with like the big with swirly the glasses. Mask. Yeah. Yep. What yeah. is happening? I want this so badly. You have no clue. Seriously, this is gonna happen, and I'm gonna release it on Steam, and it's gonna be the greatest effing game. It's gonna have mini games in it and shit. It's gonna be so. That'll never get on good. Steam. That'll never get on Steam, and you know it. Oh, oh, it, oh there's gonna be two versions. No, there's gonna be just, Steam just, version, yeah. and just be, you have to download the code to unlock the. Movies. Oh yeah, that that old chestnut. Yes. It's a censored Steam version. Put black bars over stuff. That way, it's not porn anymore. Dude, I'll take, no, I'll take not. dude, I'll take a dollar a copy. That's gonna be bank. That's gonna be bank. I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna go. I'm going hard. There's gonna be a cat girl. There's gonna be a robot girl. There's gonna be a, um, a girl girl. There's gonna be a, a, a like a. Oh my god. There's gonna be a. a, a, a what's like the Animu version? For Those like are the only three kinds of girls that you've Chick. ever met, right? Well, you know, you know, she's Fuda. That's what it's called. I'm gonna what? get one of them girls in there. I'm gonna. Oh my god. I'm having it all. It's gonna be the single greatest. Animu oh, game God. ever. Hop looks how I feel I right now. <laughs> I just need an artist. Hell, oh, there's gonna be a monster girl. Please I don't know what monster stop. Please. Oh, there's gonna be a, an armor girl, but she's all armor but with no head. She's like, help me find my head. Oh my God, it's gonna be the greatest game ever. And I just need an artist who can capture. You had my you had another idea tonight. I'm trying to remember what it was because I think I liked that one better. Was it the Oh, no, never mind. That was a different conversation. <laughs> I just I don't want to know. Want... Oh, a slime girl and you can see inside her. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm telling you right you now. You basically guys... just want to make Monster Masume except at the no, end it's you. No. Yeah, it's only <laughs> That's all you want. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean really at this point, Jesse, I hate to tell you, man, but this sounds a lot like stuff that probably it already exists. exists. Yeah, in a yes, big way. Yes, we all it's the characters are modeled after. All the characters are modeled after my friends. So TB will be like a sexy girl. I do absolutely not like give a, you permission uh, to do that. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna call it uh, uh, mostly crackers. Will be his name, and it will kind of look like you, but not look like you. And uh, so I know, I know a that. decent amount about intellectual property law. I'm gonna have you. I'll tell you. You're not gonna get away <laughs> with this. You're not right. gonna get away with this, Cox. <laughs> and then Dodger will be Digger. And oh my god, it's gonna be great! It's gonna be great. And I'm gonna go on the internet and find all the memes that the kids love and put that in the game too. Oh, it's gonna be great! This will be the best game ever. I just need an artist. I just need an artist. Please, please find don't. me an anime artist. I don't care One how much is. Okay I'll, I'll double it for you not to do it. Like how much every office you, I'll double it. Just I don't want this to ever exist. Either okay? way, you're making money. Get it. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, okay, yes, enough of that. Thank you. So, so what also, about video games that exist? I also played a game. Uh, I played all of it on stream, actually, called Submerged. Oh, uh, yes. The yeah. Climb Tower Simulator, I've been told. Yes. So Tell me about Submerged. Game, it's pretty. It's set in a world where uh, everything has been submerged in water. Um, basically, you're in a city that has been totally submerged, and then the water level has gone down. And so, like, all over the buildings, there's, like, algae and, like, weird plants growing and stuff. Um, you show up there on a boat with your brother who has a big, like, slash in his stomach. And so the goal of the entire game is for you to nurse him back to health, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but you notice that your character, who's like an older sister character, 
the further you progress in the game, the more your body starts to change, which is like an element of the story that I won't spoil. But basically, yeah, basically like this game is marketed to you as it's an exploration game. You're like you're in this city. You need to find um, points of interest that can help you like figure out where you are and you can get up high and like use your telescope to find things. But specifically, you're looking for buildings that have these like first aid kits on them that will have like medicine and food and things like that. So the game is beautiful. It had lots of audio pops that kept happening, which was driving me absolutely insane. And I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So that drove me mad. But um, the thing that really bothered me about it was that it gave you all of these really interesting looking buildings. So when you got up high, you'd look around and you'd be like, whoa, what's that? What's that? What's that? There were only like maybe 30% of the buildings that are out there are ones that you're allowed to even climb. The rest of them don't even give you the option of being on them, looking through them, nothing. So that like exploration aspect of the game felt kind of stunted where all of the most interesting buildings I wasn't allowed to explore. And it also, uh, you feel like it's supposed to be a survival game, but it's not really like your main character can't die. Um, you are never wanting for water or food or anything like that. You're just specifically trying to find the buildings that you can climb that have these very specific boxes on them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that's like trying to hurt you. Yeah. You, you it know? marketed itself as nonviolent as if that was actually like a big deal in the sense that it's like, yeah, it's one of, it's a game that's nonviolent. Finally. It's like, there's actually loads of nonviolent games. So this I think there's very few, um, like, survival exploration games. Yeah, you're, that, like, wandering... That are nonviolent, though. A, a ruined post-apocalyptic city. It's, it's, it is, like, you don't expect that to be nonviolent, right? Like, that's... Yeah. It's a little bit of a niche. Well, I you mean... you keep seeing it, all of these, if, like, weird rock dudes who are, like, watching you, and you'll, like, spot them out of the corner of your eye, and then... But you never interact with them, right, in any way? Um... <laughs> I mean, like, Evidently, there are a couple of times them. where you can, like, you can catch up to them, but, like, they won't attack you. Like, they're not trying to hurt you. It becomes very obvious very quickly that they're not malicious. They're just, like, creepy looking. <laughs> um, yeah, so the game felt like, I don't know. I, I'm i intrigued by the world, and they, they do, like, tell you stories. Every time you find something that you need in order to help your brother like heal himself they give you a little bit more of like your backstory like how you got here um and also you can find pages by exploring more you can find pages that give you um, more of an understanding of what happened to the world but it didn't it didn't give me i don't know i i felt like i was being put into a game that rewarded exploration and yet i wasn't allowed to explore most of it and that drove me absolutely insane (laughs) It, it felt like way too guided for an exploration game you know like no these are the buildings that you climb and the rest of them just just look pretty and i was like no that's not what i want and the the world itself is like pretty small like it's really easy to hit the barriers and have the game like try to like push your boat back the other way and be like no 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 go back i was like "Mm, 
I, I very much dislike games that give the illusion of freedom and then it becomes abundantly clear that it's a mere facade. Uh, I like yeah. games to be honest about that fact. Yeah. So it was it was sort of disappointing. I finished it in maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, it's not very long, I'm it's told. pretty short. And for, for a $20 game, I think you should wait for a sale if it does interest you. Um, but yeah, it's not that I it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's that it didn't give me what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, oh, the swindle. Have the any of you played fucking the swindle. swindle. Yeah. The fucking swindle. <laughs> what are they? What I, are these I, fucking I, I games? Seriously. With the motherfucking son of a bollock swindle. <laughs> I get the feeling you are frustrated with that. You game. sound like like you've been swindled. The what is the swindle. God damn, son of a pig swindle. That it's a platforming it's very... game where you're a burglar, basically. The way you're saying that though, it's like easy to imagine you like throwing your hat on the ground and stomping on it. And... I I, mean, I threw my controller at least once, and I say controller <laughs> because the keyboard controls are even worse than the controller controls, which are bad enough in and of themselves. Oh no. Oh. Okay, so uh, I I would love to hear Dodger's opinion on this as well because I I read uh, I had a look at the at some of the reviews for the game which I generally don't do before I do a video, but I was like I was having an army over whether or not I should do a video on Swindle and I like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Right. And I read through some of these reviews and none of them ever I went to check them side of after I first played it I'm like this can't be right. This this is not working correctly at all. So I went to these reviews and none of them mentioned anything about controller issues at all. I'm like what, I had did no controller issues either yeah but if you go on the steam forums a bunch of people have and there's a bunch of steam reviews that are highly rated that have also had controller issues what kind of what kind of issues are you talking about okay so the controls are incredibly imprecise like that that was my experience with them so with i tried the controller and i tried the keyboard and mouse mm -hmm. now the the couple of uh, couple of issues with it was uh for one thing Wall jumping is a fucking nightmare because oh you yeah I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, wall jumping is a nightmare because you can you can get up onto the wall, but it doesn't look like you can get up onto the wall because you don't actually jump high enough. So you jump, and and this is until you unlock the double jump, which you've got to get a few uh, you know you've got to get a few uh, levels worth of money in your, in your pocket to actually do that. So you you jump at the wall, you don't make it, but then if you sort of kind of span the button a bit, then you might make it, it possibly ish like the the controls seem like more of a suggestion in many ways like they're not precise they're very very floaty and with the jumping in particular i had all sorts of issues with that and it also some of the game logic doesn't really make a lot of sense I mean, maybe it's just because i'm used to this but jump you can jump in midair and you'd think that all right so that kind of resets my height right no it doesn't so i have died multiple times from falling when i thought that i was safe because you, know? right. you can die instantly from there's no health in that game so you either die instantly or you don't yep so i have died multiple times and when you die all of the money that you grabbed in that is gone and one day of the hundred days that you have to beat the game it, is gone you as have well. to beat the game in a hundred game days yes. and every time you try to pull a heist it that takes, takes a up a day um yep. which which is the thing <laughs> that like interested me the most like i don't know if it controlled fine I could I could I, see that being I've, a really interesting idea, like an an in-game time limit. I've had no problems with the controls aside from I, I swear that there have been times when I've been able to wall jump off of a window, but 
most of the time you can't. So I keep getting confused and being like, can I wall jump off this window? I don't know. I, I've, I've had myself uh, slip off of um, of walls, even when I've like, because you have to hold away from the wall in order to stay on the wall. And I've had myself slip oh, off the wall. Oh, I just keep jumping because I don't trust it. So I just Yeah, I don't and, trust like, it either. The That's the problem. Because I learned not to trust it because under a lot of those sort of, you've got to slide down this wall, there's a spike pit directly below it. And you fall right. so fucking fast in that game that if you somehow slip off, and I swear sometimes I've slipped off without doing anything, that, you know, and I instantly just like, dead. And you've lost all that money. Uh, and like, the, because it's 100 days, you you feel like you've got to restart. Because yeah. you're like, well, I've I wasted totally the have. first 10 days. In 100 days, the the whole plot is that it's kind of a, it's a steampunk cybercrime thriller, essentially. Which I know it doesn't sound Your like base it makes is like it, looks, it looks pretty. Like, everything I'm seeing looks nice. Oh, the art style's I, lovely. Yeah. I honestly, like, I enjoy it the one thing that tripped me up really bad was that um well number one you're sort of especially for your first heist you're totally at the mercy of whether or not the randomly generated area that you go to first has enough money for that day to be worth it yes exactly and i hated that i was like what yeah. so like the very first heist that i had to do it had like a couple dollars here and there lying around, but I needed to hack a computer to get the money. And you don't, and you can't because you, you don't have the hack skill. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to get a certain amount of money in order to unlock the hack skill. So after I had done everything I could do in that heist, I still didn't have enough money to unlock hack. So I had to like do another heist. So I, I felt like I had wasted two days yeah. trying to like get enough money to just get my first skill. And I, I didn't like that. And the other thing They was should just that... start you with that. Because as you said, the random generation fucks you up. You, uh, I've been in one of those where I walked out with it. You need 100 pounds to get the hack skill, right? So you need to loot 100 pounds. And the only way you can loot that is money on the floor at that point. Because most of the money you get in the game is from hacking computers. You can find little bits of money here and there. But you know, for the most part, you get it from hacking computers. But you don't start with that skill. And the levels are sort of randomly generated. So I was in a level where there's about 28 pounds on the floor. All of the rest of the money was in unattainable locations. There were two computers that I couldn't hack. And there were two rooms which had no doors, which you have right. to use bombs so to get have to. have to bomb open, Which yeah. bombs are like, I think, 2,000 pounds or something to get a bomb. So <clears throat> you had no way to access any of that. And if you don't randomly generate the right level on the first heist, then your next heist you're not going to get any money from that either because you can't hack. And the heists get more difficult the longer you go on. So you're going to end yeah. up being ludicrously behind, which yeah, is a really terrible idea. I think specifically the slums shouldn't even incorporate bombing rooms. Yeah, like, they shouldn't be in there. Since because the slums is where you start, like that, sh it should be like basic. You can pick up money and you can hack computers. And they're robot cops that you got to get rid of. That was the other thing that super tripped me up was the first couple of um, times that I played, I assumed that it was supposed to be a stealth game where it was like, to okay, some degree wait. it is. To yeah. You wait until the cops like turn around and then you sort of like tiptoe after them, grab the money and tiptoe back. Like I assumed that's. Oh, what so you didn't realize that you could attack. No. Yeah. Cause the game actually never tells you that. Yeah. And then the next uh, level that I did, the next heist that I did, it was like everywhere that there was money, there was like four robots. And I was like, yeah. how the fuck am I supposed to do this? And then I realized eventually like, oh, I'm supposed to be attacking them. 
Yeah, the, so, the game's I, tutorial never told me about attacking. The only way that I found out about it was after, just like you, I did the first few levels like that. The only way I found it is by looking at the key rebinding screen. And I'm like, oh, there's an attack button. You never told me that in the tutorial. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, it the seems... first time that I, The first time that I used that button, it was to bust open a window. And so I assumed, oh, that button is to bust open windows. Like, I didn't realize it was like a full-on just attack button. It was weird. Yeah, apparently as you get later on in the game, it gets really, really cool because you get a bunch of gadgets. People are saying you can place bugs to earn passive income from various levels. And you right. sort of, you build up your skill level. And it doesn't, ma I mean, it doesn't really matter if your thief dies because they're instantly replaced with another thief, but you lose a day and you lose all the money that you got. It's, it's a game about being greedy because it's like how you, you kind of push your luck a little bit. It's like, well, I hacked one computer. That's great. Uh, should I go and see if there's another one? But maybe risk either falling down and dying, or if you get detected, you get a certain amount of time before the police robots show up, and they're much more powerful, and you've got to run from them, things like that. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, I've restarted that game six or seven times now, and I've had good starts, and then I've had times where I've just died, like, a few times in a row where I felt like, fuck it, screw it, start again. Yeah, I do think that it's fun, though. Like, I really enjoyed playing it as much as i have it is but you're is fighting the ton, controls but... to do it like that's the worst thing about it to me that I, I feel like i'm consistently battling the controls and i can't trust the controls to do what i want them to do and i think that's right you've got in a stealth game you have to have control of precision and i really don't feel like that's true that's true in that game this is this is really bumming me out because i was looking forward <laughs> to this game i was uh in my head kind of imagining something a little, a little spelunky ash and spelunky has very very tight responsive um this is the opposite of that crispy controls <laughs> which which make you feel okay when you die a lot for for little tiny bullshit reasons you because never you know noticed. it's your it, you know it's your right fault. right yeah you you always have a, a nice little jump button to get out of there and i i love the ideas that are going into that like the the hundred day time limit the um you were talking earlier about how so much of it is about balancing risk and reward yes and you have, also have this time limit up there to balance time on top of that as well ramping up the the tension of all of those little micro decisions that you're doing at any given time yep. and uh, but but apparently it's it's not getting great reviews it has a 67 meta score right now and um, like you were mentioning earlier, like the Steam forums are are all full up with tech issues. One thing I wanted to ask is, are you and Dodger playing different versions, or are you both PC? PC for me. PC. Yeah. Okay. Because because sometimes, some sometimes physics slightly change between ports. Yeah. It, it, the the thing is that I'm pretty sure like the developer who I'm, if I recall correctly, was behind uh, Ben there done that, and if mm -hmm. you were a time gentleman, please and things like that. He responded uh, via email to say, yeah, like, we think there's some controller issues. We can't really nail down what it is because it seems like some people are complaining about this and some people are not. And he suggested a couple of things, and I tried them all, and it didn't help. Like, I tried to use a controller. It's like, adjust the dead zone on your controller. Tried that. Didn't make a difference. Try keyboard and mouse. It's the way the game's Same built. Thing. It seems like it's the way the game's built, and maybe, like, the devs are just kind of a little bit blind to that. Yeah. And for me, just the controls are just so sloppy that it really harms my judgment. Because if they nailed that, I would love the fuck out of this. I love the music. I love the theme. It's in a kind of steampunk cybercrime London with little police bobbies on theme. wheels and all sorts of things like that. It's got the um, persistent upgrade system. So, you know, you're gradually upgrading your skills and buying new equipment. And then you come down from your airship and randomly generated levels to do heists. This is all really compelling stuff. 
and then I randomly slip from a wall and die instantly from fall <laughs> damage after yep. getting five thousand pounds worth of cash even though I was holding the button or even though I jumped in midair to stop my fall and I died anyway and I'm just like I, th I threw my controller I'm just like I can't it's too much it's absolutely infuriating I don't know what it is yeah. I really don't know what it is that's causing that and, and like I said no review mentioned it outside of the Steam reviews I was just like, how can these guys miss this? Like, am I, it's why I tweeted, I thought I was playing it wrong. I thought I was doing something wrong. Because I'm like, how could these people not notice these controller issues? Right. Very strange. Hmm, I don't know. Speaking of controls and throwing my fucking controller, Ollie Ollie 2. Welcome oh, to yeah, Ollywood. Oh yeah, that also just came out. <laughs> oh, fuck. That game is it. infuriating and really cool. I mean, the, the first game was just like that too. And for those who don't know, Oli Oli is a 2D skating game. And it's about kind of, it's, it's mostly timing and nailing landings and things like that. It's and all tricks together. timing. Yeah. It's all timing. Yeah. So Oli Oli 2, I think, was out on Vita and PS4 before. Now it's on Steam. Right. Uh, I mean, I've done my video for it. It'll be out tomorrow. But uh, I, I don't generally swear in my regular videos, uh, so I avoided that. But let me put it this way. If it was a real interpretation of what I was actually doing, most of the time it would be just full of fuck in every way, just swearing every two seconds. <laughs> because that game, you can fuck up so easily and you're compelled to just restart. I and mean, a lot of the times you have to. If you fall off your skateboard, you have to restart the level entirely. Mm -hmm. You can screw up a landing and it'll screw your combo up, but that's enough to justify you just stopping. You just, you just don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to do it. You want to start the level again because you saw that combo. It's like, that combo is going to be amazing. This is going to be fucking incredible. This is... And then yep. you fuck it up. And then it's like, well, here we go again. Over and over and over and over again. And, you know, I think the testament to how good that game is is the fact that I was willing to go through that shit. Like, that was impressive to me it's that I was willing to put up with it. It's a fun game for a game so frustrating. Yes, yeah. It's good, actually. Uh, it is. I, I very briefly gave it a shot on PS4 a few months ago, back when it was on the um, PS Now program. Yeah. And for some reason, it didn't hook me. And I think it's just because I didn't give it enough time and have a whole lot of other stuff on my schedule. But if I'm remembering right, it's kind of got a, a like Meat Boy approach to death. Like you fall off your skateboard on these levels, and you don't get back up. Yeah, you don't well, get back up. Right. You're done. Okay, okay. It was a while ago. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes sometimes the whole meat boy shtick is is just a little a little much for whatever kind of mood I'm in. I can understand that, definitely. Yeah. I I think if I was in a fouler mood, I would have just not played that game, but I was feeling pretty good this morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a productive <laughs> morning. And then I just swore at Ollie Ollie for several hours. I'm like, okay, I get this game, I'm gonna do my first impressions of it. And it's like, yeah, this game is frustrating as fuck. And I want to play another round of it. And that for me is unusual because I'm not the, you know, I, I can respect what Meat Boy was. And I think a lot of people remember my infamous Meat Boy video where I refused to leave the video until I beat that boss. I was just like, I've run out of things to say about this game, but we're going to beat this fucking boss. And I just kept going and going and going <laughs> and going. And I eventually yeah. beat it. And it was just... It's like, I hate this game, but simultaneously the feeling of achievement is so strong here that I feel compelled to continue. <clears throat> I've been, that's you... another, man, 
that's another thing that I was thinking about earlier today because I was playing a game called Demon Hearts, I think is what it's called. Mm. Yeah, Demon, Demon Hearts. It's like, yeah, I, don't know. I don't... Every time you gonna... bring up a game, I have to go to like the deep part of the internet to figure out what the this hell is, you're talking This is going to sound really Do mean. Do you have to it's set like... up a Unix GUI in order to access it? By yes. <laughs> Demon Hearts is like the poor man's uh, They Bleed Pixels or Wings of V. Oh, it does look quite a lot like both, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to figure out, because I was like, I love Wings of V, even though it makes me want to literally like die. That fucking and. Game. I like love they bleed pixels. I think that game has nah, such like tight, more. awesome controls. Yeah. Um, and so I figured, you know, oh, Demon Hearts. Sure, I'll try this out. And I was not enjoying myself at all. And I was trying so hard to figure out, like articulate to myself, what is it about they bleed pixels and wings of V that I loved versus this game, which has similar elements, but it just like it, pisses me off in a way where I'm like, I'm never playing this again. This is a waste of my time. Like, how do you how do you balance that or find that sweet spot hmm. of this is frustratingly awesome, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't Frustratingly I don't know. awful versus frustratingly awesome is Yeah. How uh, do you do that? Yeah. I don't get developers you, you, you have my to mind. make levels that that everyone loves. A lot of a lot of very careful design and play testing, really. Just I think level work. design is like the most important thing for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's it was bizarre. It was just I was so pissed, <laughs> so angry at that game. I played like half an hour of it, and I was like, I hate this game. I hate this. <laughs> I really I can't do this. So I feel like I filled my quota for for what I would have talked about this week, which would have been The Witcher. The past two weeks, I've just been playing The Witcher and, yep. and doing nothing else. Mm-hmm. I, I played a very occasional bit of Rocket League, moved from the PS4 <laughs> version to the PC version. That was that was interesting. Things got a lot a lot fuzzier and softy looking with with the extra AA. Oh yes, and and also being able to play with friends I, I actually have was nice for once too. Yeah, doesn't that game have cross platform multiplayer? But you can't actually party of cross platform, yeah, so it's it, pointless. It, it, well, it. it it's not pointless. I mean, there's a point to it, and that is to keep the player base going on both yes, platforms keep it for high, a while. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you will never run out of randoms as the years go on. Yeah. But you you will run out of friends very quickly, which is what happened on the PS4 version. But now everything's okay. What a great game! What a fucking fantastic game! Rocket. <laughs> I feel Vegas. like the only like, person no. in the world that doesn't enjoy it. Oh no! Well, fuck you then. <laughs> Damn, you big, you big dummy. That's exactly why I haven't made a video about it because that's how you know, people got militant about that fucking game. I, I, to me, the I, I know, I know what it is. I figured it out. I know why it is that I don't like it. It's because it's a sports huh? game. It is. It's a fucking sports game in disguise, and I don't like sports games. It was pretending not to be, but it's really a sports game. It's really a game of football, and I don't like games of football. That's why I don't like Rocket League. I, it's it's I, hard it's hard to say no, but unlike an actual game of football, you won't switch players between teams and your main control scheme is like the intricacy of the legwork rather than the strategy of managing the whole team. Okay, it's a game of tennis then. It's a game of tennis. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, con- I'm yeah, convinced maybe. there's also a property of the game that is friend-based where having played it by myself and played it with friends, I hate playing it. Like, I hate the game by myself. I think it's... I, I, I have no fun playing it by myself. But you add friends into the mix, and three hours later, I'm still enjoying myself because it's fucking bonkers. 
and it's you and two other friends because your ego is on the line oh yeah but it doesn't matter because you're just like when you play with the friends i play with they are so stupid it doesn't matter what you're doing you're just having a great time Krender. yes and uh yeah i think that has a lot to do with it too it's one of those games where by yourself it's hit or miss but with friends it changes the dynamic completely and it's it's definitely something that um you know, it's a weird sort of, I don't know. It's something I, I like and dislike about games like Rocket League, where I like that playing with friends is great, but I hate that I can never not, like, once I have no friends around, it's like, oh, well, this game's kind of shit now. And so you just have to wait till people get back online. It's, I don't like that. Oh, I mean, I, I enjoy it both ways. Like, definitely more really? fun if it's in a Tell room full of friends. Go on. But I've, I, ha I have sat down on my couch and played Rocket League by myself, completely alone in a quiet, cold room, and still had fun. <laughs> the, the whole... Um, I, I love the way all of the control interface is uh, very, very... I don't necessarily want to say loose, but... All of um, your inputs aren't really concrete, outputable actions in a weird. Like, there's no canned animation to it. It's it's all 100% totally physics-based. Drifty, right? And and um, that means that there's a lot of finesse to the movement, and the, yeah. and the skill ceiling is way way high because of that. Yep. So I find that even when I'm by myself, I'm still having an internal conflict where I'm like still with strangers, but at the same time, I'm like, ooh, I sure want to look like I'm good at video games, <laughs> and and I end up caring about it, and then doing it or not doing it, and having fun either way. Yeah, I understand that. It's just it's never clicked with me. I mean, I got drunk and played it with Cry on stream, and it was. I felt like I was I wasn't enjoying the game. I was enjoying like the, the way banter. To do it, though. I was enjoying the banter though. You mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. It's like going for cheeky Nando's. I was enjoying the banter more than the food, you know? That, that's my experience with Rocket League. And th there are games like that. I think it was a a few years ago when I did looked at Borderlands 2 or possibly Borderlands the pre-sequel, I can't remember where I, I talked about that argument and people said oh no no you gotta play borderlands with friends man you gotta play it with friends that's where the fun is and i tried to like break it down as like is there a mechanical reason why this is fun with friends and my conclusion is no it's just more it's not the game that's making it more fun with friends because the interaction between the players isn't really there there's not much that you can really do that makes your team synergize with each other and so on and so forth but shooting things together is more fun than shooting things alone but that's not, the game didn't allow that, you know, it's in spite of the game as opposed to because of it. Uh, but I know Rocket League is not like that. I just, that game yeah, just doesn't. you can get it, fancy with Rocket League. Oh, absolutely you can. Yeah, I've seen some really impressive stuff with that. But ultimately, to me, that game is a sports game and I don't like sports games. There are playbooks. Mm. I have no doubt. I mean, there are ESL leagues. There is a Rocket League league. That exists. Gr great, great. Yeah. I... I, I, you know, I, funnily enough, I might, no, I wouldn't watch that because it's basically football and I don't like watching football. It's like, you know, I might watch that. No, no, don't you Rocket League. Mm -mm -mm. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to trick me. Nope. I see through your lies. You strumpet. You are a sports game. You don't get to you pretend. Strumpet. You strumpet. You strumpet. <laughs> you cuckold. That, those aren't really the same word at all. No, they're not. They're not. not. I just not really wanted to use the word cuckold not really bad. Yeah, so we're bringing oh, up Othello like, again. That's a weird we? reason okay. to want to use that, too. I, I'd actually have never known what a strumpet was until I played The Witcher. 
and and saw it's a very it's a very oldie word that's kind of become comedic this yeah it's very comedic these days it's not if you called Uh, someone a strumpet they probably would not be offended at this point well i'm sorry i'm sorry i forgot we're on the internet of course they would did you know in medieval times uh the word the restaurant was actually pronounced the and the y was used as a replacement for th as as a shortened form not specifically i did not know that found that out on qi thanks england (laughs) speaking of games that make everybody hate the universe dota 2 yeah. Yep. So that happened. The fucking international five happened, and congratulations to Evil Geniuses for winning that. Uh, that was I. I didn't watch all the events because that's a that's a week long tournament. Like that is a lot of watching. Some people were uh, when they saw like shots of the arena, like ah, oh, no one's there. I'm like, are you gonna sit on stadium seating for twelve hours a day, six days a week? No, people came and went. You know that. Uh, they did sell out the key arena. It's just not necessarily everyone was there all the time because it's very uncomfortable to sit on those seats for a long period of time. But whatever the case, I did watch a good number of the games and they were fucking entertaining. Like, they were really, really, really good. The finals were spot on. The There was plenty of great stories. The fact that C-Deck got to the finals after being an underdog wildcard team, essentially, that uh, had really like no results to their name and suddenly like and dominated the, fi- the, you know, the <laughs> eventual winners... And then the eventual winners came back from the lower bracket and beat them in the finals, which was fantastic. Uh, there was yeah. lots of great stories. Uh, yes, the $6 million Echo Slam was goddamn fantastic. And Toby Wan made that. <laughs> There's now a button for that that you can press. I'm going to find this button that I think is is probably the best thing ever. For those who don't know, there was a a time in the you know, what people are calling the $6 million Echo Slam or Wombo Combo whereby they were able to obliterate almost the entire enemy team with a a fairly tricky thing to do uh it, but it was it was very very fast and it was very awesome to watch we're trying to find the uh the they they made a button for this that you can now press and the commentator who I I do like him I know some people don't but I I think uh, Toby Wan's great for hype and there, where is it where is this button I want to press this button so that everyone can hear it where is it? It was on there earlier. I've lost it. I've lost the button. <laughs> I want you to just troll and hit the GG button. Uh, it's GG. Uh, uh, right, I- I'm gonna find this. Apparently, it's not the first time he said this either. Uh, damn it! Where's the button? So someone link me the button. I know you guys lurk around the goddamn subreddit. There it is. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, I'm I'm going to. I will press the button. Because this is maybe the best thing. There we go. It's it's so good. It's just him yelling in the highest falsetto voice possible. It's a disaster, and everyone is screaming. It's just it's wonderful. It's it's that's esports right there. It's so good. It's pretty beautiful. But as it usually does, it got me to play Dota again. I'd been. It's not that I left Dota because I didn't like Dota. It's I left Dota because my hands were completely fucked up from chemotherapy. But the neuropathy in my hands is pretty much gone now. So I'm like, I can play APM heavy games like Dota and StarCraft 2 again. Whereas before, it was after about 10 minutes, it was causing me agony. So I went back in and immediately got fucking crushed <laughs> repeatedly. 
And uh, then I dragged Strippin into it, and we got crushed repeatedly. I was like, yep, this is Dota. I remember this. This uh, this game that makes me miserable, and yet I want to just keep playing it. It's... It's it's Dota. I mean, what? A, there's no other way to describe it. It's not like any other game. Apparently, Dead Mouse, after playing a DJ set at the International Five, decided, "Hey, I'm going to try Dota, and I'm going to stream it for the first time." <laughs> he got yes, about like good. he did the he did the tutorial, which is woefully inadequate for that game. Played like a bit of a game, and then basically just quit immediately. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. it that then that was it and uh people were making you know people were trying to help him but then there were people just spamming memes and things like that one person made a particularly uh great remark there it's like uh dead mouse like there's a hero you should try you know you should really try the the naga siren i uh, you should be pretty experienced in this because you know her gimmick is uh using her music to put people to sleep and i was like wow ah. wow damn, <laughs> that, damn. Was, that was good uh, I like that. I was happy with that. But yes, I'm I'm playing Dota 2 again. I spent far too much money on leveling up my compendium because I hadn't been playing, so I didn't get to level up this compendium that you get. And if you don't know what that is, you can buy the compendium, which actually funded the tournament for the most part. That's where they got the big prize pool from. And this compendium is this giant, like, in-game book that's full of stats, and you could do, like, fantasy betting and things like Well, not betting, but you can do, like, a fantasy team thing in there, and it gives you challenges, and you earn items, and you level your compendium up, which gives you, like, every 10 levels, it gives you, like, bonuses and benefits. They're all cosmetic, like uh, these uh, immortal treasures. And I was just like, I want all of them. All of them. But you can buy levels for the compendium, so I'm like, okay... Uh, and I just kept doing it, and uh, I'm, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but um, Strippin may have spent all your money on uh, compendium levels as well. All uh, my money? Yes. How did the... he get in there? Well, he ran out, he ran out of his. Now he's spending yours. It was... No! Honey, no! <laughs> was... But he has so many nice hats now. We all have nice hats. It's wonderful. Mm-mm. We're all shiny. Oh, dear. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I'm back. I'm back in that damn game. Fuck. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. That keeps dragging me back in. Oh, speaking of getting back in that damn game, Jesse, how do you feel about the World of Warcraft announcements? Oh, uh, let's, because that's news, let's take a break oh. and come back to Legion. Okay. okay. You that sounds good. Bitch. You <laughs> bitch. You are watching the Corruptional Podcast. When we come back, uh, Jesse bears his soul. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't worry, I had you muted. I... It's not going to end well. No. It's not going to end well. That's what you missed. No. It's not going to end well. <laughs> Probably not going to end was well. A chilling vision of things foreshadowing. Something yeah. else that might not end well, and I'm not even sure if I should be telling people that this is happening because... Jen just found out what the capacity of the room was. And that's yes, literally that's what, what we were talking, talking about. about. Uh, we were yeah. Talking about. Okay, so uh, for, uh, we have mentioned before that we're going to Dragon Con, and we do have a podcast panel at Dragon Con. And that is going to be at 7 p.m. on Saturday, the 5th of September. And the room... Sorry, hang on a minute. Where is it? Where is it? Because uh, I, I looked originally on the... Because uh, Dragon Con has these tracks, which are kind of like... Hey, follow this track for all stuff related to this fandom or this yeah. fandom. We're yeah, on podcasting and it. we're on podcasting and not video games, which is interesting. But they have that distinction, and 
We are in... Oh, God. Uh, drink on podcast track. Sorry. I, I had this up, and now it's disappeared. We are in a room, I think, in the Hilton, if I recall correctly. And it is... There we are. Hilton 203. Uh, room, Hilton 203. Which, according to Jen, uh, has a capacity of 110. Uh, so just to point out, we just got off doing a sold-out convention with solely us that had over a thousand people at it in England in Telford, where nobody wants to go. And, and I we, also want to we point might out be able to fill that room, maybe, possibly. The, the the biggest issue we had at CoxCon was that every time a panel happened, all the vendor area would clear out because everyone was everyone so would be in the panel room. What we had to say. Well, our panel room had a thousand way. capacity and it was yep. full every a time. Seats every time yeah. i'm just saying i feel like dragon con is underestimated well i mean yeah. we've, ne we've never done dragon con before so i'm not gonna like hey don't you know who we are it's like well no you probably don't uh but 110 we might fill that maybe possibly that's that's, that's gonna be well, gonna be I tricky feel bad. i feel to, bad really to to mitigate the amount of people who are gonna end up crowding outside that might be the problem. Yeah. Because 110 people is a very, very small... That's not a lot of people. That's not yeah, a lot was, of people. I was saying, like, just to give you guys an idea, at, at Anime Expo, a panel of me just by myself, I capped out a room of 300. So oh, the three own. of us all... Yeah, the three of us all together. At Anime Expo... I'm the smallest one out of all of when us. Anime <laughs> is, well, I mean, when anime is not even your primary thing. Like, you, yeah. obviously you do a lot of it, but gaming is your primary thing. You go to an anime con and you fill out a room of 300 by yourself. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Dragon Con, I am... It's going to be anyway. a problem. Uh, it's gonna be, yeah, gonna be I mean, well... Yeah, it's, it, it, I, you know, I don't like talking about that because it seems like really egotistical. And obviously, right, like, there's right. there's way, way bigger people at Dragon Con. You know, Felicia Day's there and, like, actual sure, legitimate yeah. people with real entertainment jobs are at Dragon Con. But, I mean, we might be able to get 110 people in. I think that seems <laughs> I'm, quite well, I'm, possible. I'm not so much like... concerned. I'm not so much concerned about, the like, the number of the room. I'm more concerned about the fact that Literally, this was hyped as like the first big thing TV's coming back to, the first co-optional panel in like a year and a half. Yeah, because I've been anything. out. And so now it's like, you, you probably aren't going to get to see it, sorry. Like, that yeah. sucks. It's yeah, a sucky thing What's kind of annoying about it is that we, we're kind of not doing packs as a result of this, because we thought, let's just do Dragon Con instead. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just to give you an idea, we capped out the first ever packs panel we did, which was about two years ago when we were all smaller than we are now, capped out a room of probably 500 and there were people still waiting outside uh okay this could be an issue um yeah i, I mean obviously we'll see if we can get a bigger room but i don't i don't it. know i don't know if it's possible i feel i just feel bad i mean yeah. i'm half considering looking at the possibility of getting a like literally renting a room ourselves and finding a larger capacity that'd venue. be the coolest fucking shit like Welcome to Biscuit Con. Well, <laughs> well, like, con. well, I was about to say we'll do our own con with blackjack and hookers, but we just did that. We did, so. we did do that. We did that already. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, there were hookers. I, well, there I mean, it's Telford. There's nothing Telford. better to do. <laughs> There's that and Nando's. That's what you get. It's Telford. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, one way or the other, if we do end up in the small room, obviously we'll do our best with what we've got, and we will film it for everybody, because I know a lot of people won't be able to go. But, yeah, Dragon Con is still selling passes. They're not sold out. So, by all means, uh, if you wish to try and come along, 
Uh, I just kind of feel sorry for people that be stuck outside who are waiting in line. That's the problem I've got with yeah. it, but we'll see. Yeah. It's an interesting situation because I've been like trying to rope people into coming to Dragon Con for years. It's just the and, reason and we're going is because of your damn video because he's a Dragon oh, Con is amazing okay. and you should go. I'm like, okay then. It is your fault, really. Yeah, it's entirely your fault. It's it's my fault you guys got a shitty room? Yes, absolutely. This is Gee. all you. Thanks, George. It's all on you. <laughs> um, but no, like it, it's it's a very I, weird con but it like shouldn't be i don't know like that's my standard it's my standard for what a normal con looks like but whenever i go to any others they're very different because yeah, dragon are. con is not specialized in any one particular like no it's not quote unquote nerd culture topic in general mm -hmm. but it's, it's also like huge yeah even though it is not specialized they like don't they're not a master of any one trade but my god they're like a larger attendance than so many other cons that oh, I think huge. I've strangely enjoyed more that catered more to my specific tastes because mm -hmm. everyone's there. Everyone in, in the world, it looks like like these yeah. five this hotels just pack shoulder to shoulder of, of people who are drunk. I've never seen as many people in one spot in my entire life as I do every single year at Dragon Con. Wait, mm. you can get drunk at this con? Yeah. That's basically what this convention that, is. That's, it is. It I is mean, that is basically what everyone did at CoxCon. Like, we had bars and people were <laughs> using them. You will be okay. But I'm not like, in charge of this one. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> going down. Oh, what, my God. What me and my friends did last year after we were finishing um, filming in the daytime, we would just fill up our camera bags with beer bottles and just pass them out in the crowd and use that to mingle and start conversations. Wait, wow. And whatnot. Wow. Okay. Just, yeah, no. liquored up? Yeah, it was great. It was a well, lot I mean, of fun, the actually. Um, okay. We me. accidentally crashed the Dragon Con site. I apologize for that. Really? Oops. Oops. Oh, dear. Sorry. Well, well, this gets better and better, doesn't it? <laughs> now they're definitely not giving us a bigger room. <laughs> we, no, I don't know, if that's, know if that's like a justification for getting a bigger room or you are not allowed in our convention anymore. That's a big now. F you to us. They're like, piss <laughs> off. Yeah, it is literally broken. I can't get onto the we site. What the fuck? You. I was the way that was possible. Jesus. I mean, if if they're like having fans of, like you were saying, Felicia Day and and much like actual bigger, legit celebrities, then like how how I'm sure I'm sure they could handle those people's loads. So it might just it might not necessarily be be us here just, breaking look, their they website. Just can't handle my load. Dragon Con can't <laughs> handle my load. I want Your that doo -doo? to be the takeaway. I want that to be the takeaway from this. Dragon Con can't handle our load. The three of us oh, together, dear. our loads are huge. Yeah. Massive That's, loads. This is great, great Literally mental imagery. Directions, really. Massive loads. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, news. Um, yeah, <laughs> news, <laughs> yes. So away from I, the DragonCon thing before this. they definitely uninvite us. Uh, so, they, uh, Gamescom didn't have that many announcements. Of course, we did get to see gameplay for a lot of different things, but it did have one particularly large announcement, which goes by the name of... Legion, which is hey. the new expansion pack coming for World of Warcraft. Legion, also known as Burning Crusade 2 Electric Boogaloo, by the looks of it. <laughs> because they showed us a little cinematic teaser, and what did we see inside the green gem amber Jurassic Park thing? Illidan! Illidanosaurus was in there. And they're going to revive him, and then everything will go horribly wrong in the theme park. And Dodger was baiting Jesse, I believe, on this particular oh, yes, topic. Yes, yes, that's literally what I was doing, yes. Good. So, <laughs> so I'm, I I yield the floor to you. Do, do what you will with him. 
All right, here's the deal. I, hang on. Uh, no, no, no. She's going to ask the questions. She's going to bait me? Masturbate me? No. <laughs> not obviously I, not, not you moron. That's not what I meant to say at all. <laughs> that's I'm not noticing, even noticing a theme what here I meant what to say at all. What the fuck, man? Why? That's not the pun I was going for. It's, it's, usually you're at least a little bit more here. subtle with this. No, that's, that's not. I didn't. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. That's not what I meant to say. Fuck it, whatever. I don't care. I don't even care. So, Jesse, I mean, like, what's what could possibly be wrong with this? Because, like, we're, you're taking, like, characters that people really like and bringing them back. Shouldn't that be a good thing? Um, no. So, here's the deal. Um, <laughs> It is basically, as I was describing to Dodger last night, it's season three of Sherlock in that they're finally giving fans what they want, but in, the worst way, in a way that makes no fucking sense. Like, they've basically convoluted the plot so much that at this point, if you're playing WoW for story, what are you doing? It, none of it makes sense. It makes zero sense story-wise. I will say, if you can get beyond the fact that it is garbage storytelling and really silly... Some of the stuff they're doing is kind of fucking awesome. Like, double I'm okay. Jumps, right? What? You can double jump, right? Isn't that a thing? I, double jumps? I, what are you talking about? The Demon yeah, Hunter apparently jump. has some kind of has combat a, double that, jump yeah, ability like thingy. Jump. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can double jump. And I've, but, um, I've already heard some controversy over this Demon Hunter guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> what controversy did you hear about the Demon Hunter guy? Uh, people on the internet are angry that you cannot be the demon hunter across all races, I think it was. Like, he's yes. only particular to two different races, either Alliance or Horde. That's and always, that that's, made some that's, people... It's always been that way. Standard MMO okay, shit. Okay. Cool it, internet. The thing is, like, it, it, it used to be at the start of WoW, there was a very limited, like, if there were some races that could only be four classes. Like, and there were some races that could be a lot of classes, but there could never be one race that could be all the classes. They did loosen that up a lot. Was it around Cataclysm? Yeah, it was it Cataclysm. They did new race class combos. But you still couldn't be a class with everybody, unless, uh, except the... Could, you could do it with Death Knight and Monk, right? Death the Knight. new classes they added. And Monks. Yeah. But Monks, you couldn't be everyone. Could You couldn't could, have I thought, everyone be a could, Monk. Yeah, could, I, like, is there, there no a known Monk? no Monks, I don't think. Uh, well, is it? Um, no monk. Wow. Uh, can you? <laughs> uh, no, someone's like human or no monk. Windwalker, no monk PvP. Uh, so what races can you? I'm looking this up on. Wow, I haven't been to Wow Wiki in ages. Good lord, this is a but, blast from the past. But the thing that I think is, yeah, there's no Warkin or Goblin monks. Right. Like, um, okay. Like there's, there's the thing that I think is is interesting about the uh um. Oh my god, the Demon Hunter is it's what people wanted three, four expansions ago. Like when okay. Burning Crusade was happening, that's what people wanted. And just to show you what people wanted when Burning Crusade was happening, there's a video, one of the first videos I ever made, way back when TB and I just did Warcraft videos. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like what I wanted WoW to do. And pretty much verbatim it's what they're doing now but it's seven years later pretty much and so it's basically they took the ideas uh, and it's not, not just my ideas it's what every fanboy in 2010 wanted 
like desperately wanted in a game 2009 was like craving and this is what we got now they it's literally fan service the game and i don't know that it's I'm, i don't know what their goal is and i assume to bring people back to the game since it's just hemorrhaging people like crazy and it but, really is as well it dropped down to what five million which is yeah, a very six, low point like compared it's, uh, the final it's fantasy 14 has almost overtaken it that's insane I mean, to Are think that sure? a, a premium MMO could overtake WoW. I'll, sure? I'll, look, I'll look this up. Continue. I'll look this up. I don't know that that's <laughs> true at all. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where there's a lot to the game that they're adding that's very, very cool. I just don't know if it's the kind of cool that makes it good or it's the kind of cool that as a fanboy, I'm like, oh, because, you know, as an enhancement shaman, now I get to wield fucking Doomhammer. And then I yeah. get to upgrade Doomhammer and rock. Like, that's really cool. But as a fanboy, that's cool. I don't know how that's going to work in, you know, in in the actual gameplay mechanics. Because eventually, they're going to have a bunch of dudes with Doomhammer. So how do you make that, you know? Yeah, I, I, that, I mean, that's always good. That's always the problem with MMOs in the case of, like, if everyone's special, nobody is. That's a... It's a chronic problem that MMOs have always had. It's like, how can we have 10 million heroes? That's insane. That's ridiculous. What's happening? But, I mean, you can't really get over that. But it does get worse when you start saying, hey, yeah, this is a legendary artifact weapon, essentially. You know, an artifact level weapons, as in red weapons, were that they were rumored in the, like, in vanilla, and they never put those in. And eventually you got legendary weapons, which yeah, were. Orange. Very, very, very hard to come by most of the time. You had to spend a lot of time getting them. Uh, then, apparently, with uh, artifacts, like it seems like almost anyone can get one by the looks of it. It's like everyone can have an Ashbringer. I'm like, really? The Ashbringer yeah, used to be so, super, super rare. And then they give you five variations of it. And yeah. I, I, like, I like what they're doing with the whole, like, you are the leader of your class now. Because something crazy, some crazy shit happens at the beginning of the new expansion. They aren't saying what, but literally they're basically saying, like, we're destroying the world again is pretty much what they've said. Well, that's which, every wow ever. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. Let's see what happens. And and they're going to kill off. They, they literally were like, we're going to kill off a bunch of characters at the beginning. Like, shit's going down. And so you become the leader of your class. And now you control, like, what your people do. And you have, like, a new... They're, they're taking the garrison system and, like, retwerking it. Retweaking it. So retwerking. And so they're trying <laughs> That's to... That's the M-rated um, expansion. <laughs> They're trying to make it like they're trying to make it a little bit better. So instead of a bunch of different followers, you only have like a select group of your like round table. I think it's, there's a lot of really cool stuff they're adding to it. But again, it's one of those things that five years ago is what when people wanted this stuff, and and now it's like yeah, now you're finally gonna get it. And I guess that's to bring back the people from five years ago who left. But at the yeah, same time, yeah. I don't know how they're going to make it all fit together because. One thing that at least I, I've seen I've seemed to notice recently uh, from like looking at people's comments and concerns about the game, it's that they are trying to push out more frequent content, but the content isn't necessarily of a higher quality. Like for example, a lot of people were pissed about the new zone, uh, the Tanan Jungle, because they were literally were just like, there's not like it was very little to do there. Um, a lot of people were pissed about the, uh, boat that you could like have a garrison boat battles and stuff. Really, it's just a glorified Facebook and or like, like iOS game. It, like, it's not great, 
And then in order to do it, you have to be online and you have to like, in order to do the boat system, like the boat battle system, you have to get oil in order to power your ships. In order to do that, you have to do a bunch of other damn things because you don't just make oil or collect oil. You have to like go farm, do little things in order to do that mini game. But the mini game isn't even fun. Like it's a, it's a very weird, like they're trying a bunch of different things and I'll give them the credit for that. But a lot of people are not pleased and, and it shows and that people are just leaving the game. Yeah. Also, it's I 1. couldn't 8, find any numbers. 1.8 million is the number of active uh, users on Final Fantasy 14 and the number of accounts though is 5 million. Right, that's ah. where that number came from then. I mean, that's still a pretty healthy number. That's that's good for a subscription MMO and if it continues to grow. But I mean, I can't see WoW dropping below that for a very, very long time, certainly. Yeah. I think I think the really impressive thing about that statistic, though, is like how much of a complete 180, 360 degree maybe turnaround FF14 made yeah. after after launch. They they've like really, really put in the work to turn that turn that train around. And I'm I hearing a lot this. of good things about it, mostly from her. I, you know, I, Dodger talks about it all the time. An incredible story, man. That game is so I, fun. I, I will say this: the story's fucking great. They like it might be the first Final Fantasy game in a while that I've been like, "Holy shit, this is a good story." I hate the gameplay; I hate it to death. But the story <laughs> is compelling enough to keep you going through it, and I, I feel like that's something that WoW just doesn't have. Like their storytelling is to the point where. Well, it's got ridiculous because they killed off every cool character and then they're like, well, we better okay, push the reset button. Back. Yeah, we, they push the reset button on it, essentially. <laughs> Here's like what's even worse. Books. Characters that they removed, like a few years ago, the first uh, Seder, this Xavius guy, yeah, was killed off in a book. Killed in a book. <laughs> He's back now. Guess what? He didn't die in the book after all. And the story that was in the book, we're going to tell in the game now. What? Wait, what? Like, you, they just are like, fuck it. We're going to change things now. Because they I've can't. been having that problem all week. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so it's The Witcher. We're right back around to that, aren't we? Like, like they, they literally are just like, all those, remember, like, like remember Archimond? How he died? Nah, see, if you're demons, you don't die. So he's back too. What? What the hell was the point of anything we did? Like, it's That's weird, dark. because the way they got around that in the first place was, oh, Archimond's dead. Caverns of time. Problem solved. And now it's like, Okay, well, we have the Caverns of Time, which is a perfectly law-accepted reason for fighting and repeatedly killing all of these people because of the Chromatic Dragon... It was the Chromatic Dragonflight? No, that's that's wrong. It was the uh, Bronze Dragonflight. There was... I don't know. Whatever. Law is not my strong point. But whatever the case, you get into the Caverns of Time, and there's like, you fought Archimond here. They're trying to fuck with the timeline, blah, blah, blah. But now you're yeah. saying that they're just like, oh, fuck it, we're just going to resurrect him anyway. Oh, yeah, no. It's... it's nonsense and and the same thing applies with illidan in that in the game he's dead and he's Mayev very very leaves. dead i remember oh. smacking him about he was very dead i looted the whole him line with my is like she's like well now that i've killed him i don't know what to do and she vanishes which again never addressed in the game where she went but it doesn't matter because she vanishes like i don't know what to do with myself you kill him and now he's back and it's like no see he wasn't really dead this is what happened, and I hate that shit. I hate it so much. And it's, anything, in any oh. media, if you're gonna kill someone, kill someone. Basically, WoW's become comic book levels of resurrection, where mm -hmm. no one dies. We can always bring them back, and the only characters who do die are heroes. Villains can always come back, and it's like this is fucking bonkers. Mm. And people, people in 
the chatter. Like, no, Jesse, in the book Storm Rage, uh, Xavius didn't die. He actually became a demon tree or like some bullshit. I have interviews on my fucking channel talking <laughs> to devs about lore where they're like, well, Xavius died. <laughs> they said it, not me. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's the red shirt guy and there's the red beard guy and the red beard guy is sitting right there. So don't fuck with him on lore, okay? All I'm saying is I that's the one thing that I love. Like I've literally read all of of what used to be Wowpedia, Wow Wiki, all I read all of it. So anything that was on there, I was like, what is this story about? Back when I was hardcore into Wow, I read all that shit. I know way too much about that and it is bonkers what they're doing to it and it drives me crazy. And here's the thing, most of the lore team, at least from what I can tell, they might still work on it a little bit, but most of them are on like Overwatch. Most of them are doing like creating a world for that game, which is fine. But my God, at least like I've been saying this for a long time. Let me let me come back and work for you. I will take a year <laughs> of my life off and rewrite your entire lore and make it cohesive and coherent. Fuck it. Let's do what they do with Star Wars. Let's negate 99% of it. All the expand the universe shit, it's out. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. It drives me crazy. Aww, can you have a scene where it zooms out and Columbo has been reading you a fairy tale the whole time? Uh, I hate it so much. <laughs> it was all a dream. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy. And and, and that's the thing is, is that I realize 99% of the WoW players don't fucking care about the lore. Most people don't. It's And that's why they can get away with stuff like this. Because most people click through all the, the, the cutscenes, escape. At least, yep. especially in my Absolutely. guild, most people click through the cutscenes. Most people click through all the dialogue. Most people play because it's the I'm playing with friends in my loot grind the game. Yes, and, and that was me for five years. I'm just, I'm just not built for that. Like, I need to have a reason to do things in games, and if I have no reason to do it, I just don't do it. Like, I have zero desire to do stuff in games if they don't give me a compelling reason to do it. It drives me crazy, and so the fact that. I've watched this game progressively get crazier and crazier lore-wise, and them just not care, and then be like justifying it as being fucking awesome. Like, don't you see it's fucking awesome? Gul'dan's back. No, this is not awesome. I mean, no. WoW's always had a lot of rule of cool. I mean, Warcraft's had a lot of rule of cool, but they do seem to be abusing that rule now to the point where it's it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Oh, and that's and that I think is what this expansion is. It's the we heard what you wanted. Now some badass cool shit's about to come but it's too late for it to be cool. Like everything that's in this expansion is like, that seems awesome. But it's like I said at the beginning, I think it's like this season three effect of Sherlock where Sherlock became aware of what people wanted and then gave, it was like, here you go, Tumblr. We know you want these things and you're going to make awesome little like gifts of them and stick them online. So we're going to make every scene gifable. And in the end it made for a shit season. Like, it was three episodes that were just, like, all over the place. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Generally not worth the time. Mm. And and it drove me... And even Dodger, who is a super Sherlock fan, is giving me nods, which just proves my point. And that, the I think, third, is what's happening. The third episode, the final episode of that season, I watched the beginning of, paused, and came back to it months later to finish it. That's how little I was interested by the end of that season. Yeah, there, there's, there's so... It, and that's what I feel like this this WoW expansion is. I think their ideas are cool. I like the idea of traveling to an alternate reality back in time. I think it's cool, but I think that's more of like a dungeon or a raid idea. That's not like we're gonna make an entire. That's it. You comes the time. It, you know, that's what. That's yeah. exactly what it was. And you could tell what they were doing. They were doing a thing where we're gonna introduce you characters that are gonna be in our movie. That's basically what that expansion was. So now you know who those characters are because you played through it. 
This yeah. is the we're gonna take that idea and just run with it. So now the all the demons, remember those guys from like several expansions ago? They're oh, back. Yeah. But also, Queen Ajara, she's back. Remember her? She's back. Also, she's working with the demons, kinda. That makes no sense because she worked with the old gods, <laughs> which are natural enemies of demons. It makes no sense. I don't so so literally there's just so much crap that they're trying to throw into this one expansion to make it good and likable that I don't think it's possible. Like I'm it's horrible. Like, I'll play I'll play this shit because that's who I am. <laughs> there I'm lies the problem. It. You just spent the last 30 minutes espousing your hatred for it. It's like, I'm gonna buy the collector's edition. The that sounds Here's brilliant. I am I'm that person who I know when it's gonna suck, and I know it's gonna suck, but there's that hope inside of me. This hope that I'm totally look, That's I would love nothing. I would love nothing more than for Blizzard to fucking knock it out of the park and blow me away, and I will come back on this podcast and be like, I'm a fucking dumbass. Trust me, I do that a lot. I'd be like, I'm a dumbass. I was wrong. They they nailed this shit. I was way off. I would love for that to happen. I would love to see like a revival of a game that I love, but I'm convinced this is one of those like, fuck it, we got nothing. We got nothing else. Give them what they want. Get Illidan. I, I think the back. joke was in case of uh, subscription fall, break Crystal. Uh, that, yeah, it's like hey, this is the expansion oh. we've been keeping in reserve for when shit gets bad. It's like this is the fan service expansion. Which is weird because I thought that like Walls Drano was the fan service expansion, but apparently this is even more fan servicey than that. But never mind. Point of order for the guy in chat who's like, Ajara never died and she Oh for God's sake. Point of order. Ajara, first off, she did never die. But by working with the Legion, she became like a fish lady, and so she was super pissed about that because her entire kingdom was destroyed by the Burning Legion and Illidan and all that shit. So she's super pissed. Plus, she works with the old god Nazoth underwater in the underwater realm. So she's totally only Fuck you! She's working with the old gods. Get out the shit. Get out the shit. The old gods and demons. Moving on. I can do this all day, TB. I can do this all fucking day. I know. Day. That's I that I, I'm well aware of this. That is why I'm preventing that from happening. Trust me. The cataclysm must be prevented. So, Dodger was just suggesting doing releases. We could, which but... Which means that we would never get to some other stuff. We're going to have to at least get to that one topic. We're going to run the topic. show a little longer which to get to this one. Which one could that be? Could that be possibly related to a venerated horror franchise in the control of a certain Japanese company. Becoming a sort of pseudo gray market gambling device. A pachinko machine. I little to nothing to do with traditional video gaming. So, Have you seen that trailer? Have you, it's so fucking good. Yeah, oh, I will show it. The best, it's the trailer of the year. I will absolutely show it. There's no doubt about that. Hit the lever. Yeah. So, it, uh, George, tell us a little bit about this while I so, while I show this. Silent Hill patchy slots is a thing that exists in the world now. And this is a really big deal because this was like the parody idea, the worst case scenario, the jokes that were being tossed around back in March when a lot of revelations of, of the conditions at that company began leaking out. They were like, oh, they're just going to take these these beloved video game franchises and turn them all into patch. They did it. They actually they did. did. Yeah. They went and did it just 
just to pull the lever. The pull the role. lever. Just to pull the lever. They pull the lever. Pull the lever. And and so they released this trailer a few days ago, along with a um, Pachico Japanese language Pachico blog has um, articles about this machine and actual pictures of the actual Silent Hill Patchy Slots cabinet, where. You basically is it Pachi or is it Pachinko? Pach Pachinko? I will, is it? Is it both? It's, I guess it's both, isn't it? It's, it's both. It's both. Okay. Right. 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 Cool. right. I'm just Pachinko making sure I'm not getting that wrong. Pachinko is the balls falling through the knobs. You just press a button and watch them fall. And, and Patchy slots is when you watch a slot animation play on right. a digital TV screen. There's no mechanics to it. There, it's it's all digital. It's all bullshit. It's gambling, and um, well, it's the Japanese gray market version of gambling, which is hey, let's put a pawn shop next door to the the patchy parlor where you can redeem your patchy tickets for toasters so the thing is is that, that the trailer is is like paced perfectly in the beginning it looks like it could be some weird fan project it's it's basically just like cgs from silent hill 2 with with the the silent hill 2 music playing completely unaltered with basically like a, a stock after effects flashes and film grain um the the weird thing about this is that i'm i've got to show this fucking cabinet here the weird thing about this is that i'm not 100 percent sure that that trailer is 100 percent legitimate like i know that the the pachinko stuff is but i have a feeling a lot of these ones floating around because they're not on the official channel of fan edits and i think that they actually did put some footage in there but even if they hadn't it, it, i know to. konami would stoop that low to do that yeah and, and the reason why i think this is legit is because once it goes halfway through the trailer all of a sudden it has like production value like stuff starts blowing up and you see like a slot machine where with like all of oh, the yeah. icons on the side that like twitchy eyeballs yeah. and in pyramid head raises his arms and gold comes flying yeah. down the screen is is hard rock heavy and that's metal not, and that's not even and mentioning the other one for the guy who says hit the lever hit the lever and what is that what is that from i i don't know when, but when they also did silent hill they also did one for castlevania Castlevania. Violence. So the only English term I think God. in this entire trailer is erotic violence. Erotic violence, erotic violence ladies and gentlemen. Uh huh. Uh huh. So what you are seeing on the screen right now is apparently erotic violence, which is obviously like exactly what Castlevania is all about. You know, that's uh, every oh, Castlevania God. game, even all the way back to the NES, was all about that erotic violence. It is. I this this is not anything like this. This isn't. This is Castlevania in all but name. Erotic. There we go. Erotic violence on the screen right now. That is the Castlevania gambling machine. Uh ha. And right. Yeah. It, go it, on. This is something that could could have been a fan project, but the names are stapled where they should be. It has oh, yeah. copyright. They are real. Copyright yeah. Takasago at the bottom. It's just so hard to believe. Like the whole while I was watching it, it's it's. You either want it to be a hoax, or it's just like so ludicrously bizarre that you can't even laugh about. You just have to laugh about it. You you can't even cry about it anymore. All we can do is laugh. This this is the hell S and K fans have been living in for the past fifteen years, and now now it's happening to Konami too. I remember when when I was doing my Konami videos in March, uh, the top comment would always be something like, <laughs> "Just you wait until they make a patchy slot machine." No, now I don't know, man. I don't know. Just don't, I don't know. Mm, okay, maybe devil's advocate. I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I have a devil's advocate opinion on this as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, mine mine won't be as as well articulated, probably. Your, yours CDs, will be less wordy and bullshitty. I, and you, mine, you might get to the point quicker, so go My go. devil's advocate is, who cares if they get turned into a pachinko machine? It's, like, why, why, does, why does that matter? A, a flagrant misuse of this IP. They could make a good game with it. Instead, they make patchy slots. Right, make... but I mean, they they use specifically in Japan. They'll take things that have a lot of focus on them and turn them into weird, dumb stuff all the time. Like at least it this is a game instead of like some some eraser tops that have Leon's face on them. <laughs> right? Like I, I, I'm just. Thing. I do want to play both of these. I'm not gonna lie to you. Me too. Me too. I, I would to play totally play these. these. That's the thing. <laughs> I I I understand that this is. Two like they're two beloved franchises, and people are all up Konami's ass lately about the fact that they're just a fucking horrible company. Like literally, maybe sweatshop levels of horrible. But it, isn't um, that the reason that people object to this? Because like in principle, I don't object to video game themed uh, slot machines either. The conversation we we're having before the show is like we go to Vegas every now and again, and I don't play slots because it's fucking boring. Like we were brought up on video games. There's a reason why old people play slots. We were brought up on video games. We expect more out of a game than just pulling a lever and seeing something happen. You know, we want more than pull the lever. We want like a skill element and things like that. We want something that appeals to us. And I would be okay playing those sort of themed slots if they had an element of that to it. But I think the problem is that Konami has flagrantly said they basically don't give a shit about video games anymore. They're apparently a horrible company inside, and they are, they're taking their beloved IPs out the back and basically putting a shotgun shell in their fucking skull and turning them into this right. instead of making proper mm -hmm. games. In you know for those and franchises, I, I mean, they like cancelled like Silent speaking. Hills. They cancelled Silent Hills, but we get this. Like, right. that's the problem people have, right? Surely. There, there's... Dodger was going to say something. Oh, all I was, all I was going to yeah. say is, adding on to that, I guess another big element would be, like, with Castlevania taking the name Castlevania, but then obviously having it really have nothing to do with Castlevania. It's yeah. just brand recognition. It's like, he, he is tits. It's like, that's got nothing yeah. to do with Castlevania. There's Castlevania was never in about a, that. In a weird gothic setting yeah so there's nothing Castlevania. There's <laughs> like, mm, yeah i mean that, that's just I pointless that. i mean i know that you know sexy stuff in japan is far more accepted and there's a lot of it which is okay don't get me wrong but it's not Go about to japan it's Go not about the fact that it's like oh this is too sexy i hate that it's too sexy it's like no i don't hate this too sexy i hate that it's got nothing to do with castlevania castle it's not doa like if it was a dead or alive thing or something it would be fine but it's not it's castlevania the thing that like really kills me is, is the connotation of it with, with gambling and that um, you have a, a, a thing that is widely considered to be a moral vice that, that takes advantage of people's very destructive habits and addictions coexisting with the video games industry. And even outside of this, you have a lot of uh, – Games for, for cell phones tapping into a very similar kind of, of destructive, psychoactive cycle. And now you basically have that implication being made real in, into an actual video game machine 
that that is also a gambling machine. And it's just when when we were growing up with these things, we never really had that problem. Like remember going to like a, a CD, one of the CD or cheaper family restaurants, you'd see a video slot machine mm -hmm. off uh, off to the side of the chair, and you could think to yourself, "Wow, that sure does look like a video game." But I have nothing to do with that. It's not really a problem that that we've necessarily had to deal with. I mean, I, I feel like, like, I, the, the, I mean, the whole idea of like gambling being a moral vice. Obviously, yeah, you, you're right to some degree, and certainly that gambling addiction is an absolutely real thing, and it is destructive. Although simultaneously. I don't think, like, the, the idea of our hobby's purity is maybe not something that I necessarily agree with. I, I think that you can theme a gambling machine in whatever way you please. It doesn't then besmirch the subject matter at that point. Like, I don't I don't view that as a problem. And if, if it's an issue of, oh, well, then those crazy radicals will then connect video games with this. I, I mean, I don't really care because they're crazy. Like, these are people that don't have any real basis in fact you know, if they're if they're going to be extremists then you know you can you can never build around the idea that some people are going to be extremist idiots the, the people who are addicted to gambling no who, who i'm talking i'm talking, no, I'm talking, talking about, about the people here. i'm talking about the people that believe that video games are destructive into in real life the, that video games no. promote violence that video games promote bad things gambling is destructive there's no doubt but simultaneously yeah, like the actual business is designed sure. to be uh, yeah i know i i'm absolutely aware of that but simultaneously i mean this you know it i know it's a stupid argument to bring up but it is a free country you can still smoke cigarettes you can still drink alcohol you can engage in these vices and there are plenty of people that do engage in occasional gambling and that does not have a detrimental effect on their everyday life and I'm aware the industry, I mean, obviously we're getting into areas that's, you know, kind of outside of my realm of expertise. I'm well aware the gambling industry is extremely seedy in many ways, just as the tobacco industry is seedy in many ways. But I'm not going to say to people you can't smoke a cigarette, and I'm not going to say to people you can't use a slot machine. Yes, Jesse? I feel like there's a lot of misplaced anger towards these two uh, games, because... There are many other pachinko games from many other franchises of uh, video game out there. And I believe in this case, the reason why everyone's so pissed off about this is because we lost, like, we haven't had a, like, a really awesome Castlevania game lately. We haven't had, like, yeah, Silent Hills awful. is gone. Yeah. Like, Silent Hills is gone. And so people are mad that these two games are coming out in place of that. I would imagine they were, like... Like, those were plans that existed way before they were like, let's fuck over, you know, Kojima and shit. Like, I, I feel like that's, a, like, a different timeline. And the only reason why people are angry is because they're expressing their rage on these things. <coughs> and... Yeah, they announced it, a Bayonetta it, one as well, by the way. So yeah, Sega's they're, they're, in on this shit, too. There are many other Actually, games. Like, Sega is notorious for having, like, pachinko games based off other IP. Like, I feel like there's a lot of um, things here that, that it's just, like, misplaced anger. I will say that if it wasn't for the loss of Silent Hills, as an example, no one would give a shit about these. It would be like a little joke on the internet, but no one would care. And the only reason why people care so much is because they're pissed off about something else that happened with the company. Is it acceptable to be pissed about that? Sure. Why the hell not? But it wouldn't be a big issue if it wasn't for the fact that a bunch of other crap happened with this company. And we're just taking it out on this game. Um... I, I will say that as as a person who, when he's in Vegas for Evo, 
who does enjoy losing money. Um, it's not gambling. You're losing your money. Um, there's a lot of interesting new things that like they have one that's a, uh, uh, Oh God, what are that damn game is with Howie Mandel where he opens the boxes like the, the little like the women open the boxes <laughs> deal or and no there's deal like or so. oh, deal yeah or deal or no deal. deal they have a deal or no deal machine where everyone who's playing at the end of a certain timer you literally play the game deal or no deal up on the thing so you pick a box and whatever it rewards you like it's very entertaining everyone's involved like they're definitely trying to well, the same like make why it feel like craps it's mostly the you know social aspect yeah. of it yeah and so and so I think that's like a really interesting mechanic like I like that they're trying to do different things to make gambling not just like pull a lever pull a lever but hit the lever, you know, a lever. yeah you gotta but, pull but it think, jesse give it a good tug give it a tug punch it or whatever the hell they say but i think like this is one of those things that it's a different market it's a different group of people who are going to be playing this it isn't going to be most gamers who are going to touch this and i feel like gamers in general are just pissed at konami and looking to yell at something and this is an easy target because it is fucking ridiculous and you know, so people are just after them, and I think that it's one of those like take a step back, think about like this is a company that basically is like it's probably a lot of people Square Enix. It's like they're to me, you know, ruining stuff that I loved, and I think that's the case with Konami for a lot of people. And it's just you need to like chill. I understand, but uh, so so okay, okay. What 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 about this? And this is a, another recent revelation with uh, this month's Konami leaks, because it feels like that happens every few months. It does, yeah. Uh, with uh, the, the knowledge we now have that game developers who are considered no longer useful to the company are oftentimes reshuffled into the pachinko departments. And instead of working on video games that would satisfy fans, end up working on, on video games that anger fans, such as, such as these pachinko machines. Is this unique to Konami? Because I feel like I've heard oh, this no. happen quite a lot. In the video game industry yeah. in general, this happens quite a bit, especially in larger publisher-owned in-house studios. Yep. They're shuffled onto projects like mobile games and things that they don't want to do frequently. I mean, I don't think that's unique to Konami. Obviously, it sucks, but I mean, is this something that just Konami does? There are many game developers who, in private, will tell you horror stories, but never mention it in public. Well, of that course not, because they'll be unhirable at that point. Yeah, literally many of the people I've talked to at conventions and things have basically been like, it is a shit show in the industry right now. Like, you are hired and fired for no fucking reason. Like, you complete a game and do a great job. They're like, all right, you're all and fired. Then, thanks. And then if I, like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's been happening for decades, about that all the unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. All the time. And so, yeah, they're treated as a commodity and then thrown away when not needed. And a lot of people, and this is what's crazy, a lot of people are thankful that they're moved to a different department because they're not fired. Right. Like, they're like, at least I'm making an income, paycheck. which is fucking crazy. Like, they're like, at least I, I, they didn't fire me outright and I had to go job hunt and go on unemployment and shit, which is nuts. And so, like, that just shows you how crazy it is to be a game dev. And that's why you're seeing a lot more indie games because people are tired of that shit. Like people don't want to be involved in the grind of working for a huge company. And so it sucks. It's horrible. And and seeing the inside of, of Konami is just, everyone's like, oh my God, that's awful. But I imagine if we saw the inside of a lot of other companies, it'd be equally as deplorable. I feel like Konami is 
horrible. I mean, but... I think they're uniquely Japanese in some ways. I think yes. probably one of the other things that George might have wanted to mention was this idea that uh, some people were put into like demeaning, <laughs> menial jobs until they basically quit. Right. What but is unique that's to a Konami? Thing, isn't it? What is unique to Konami though are the health clubs, where apparently ah, if you're yes. considered no longer useful as a game developer, you can be put into the janitor of a Konami gym. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, I've heard what? of that happening in Japanese companies, weird. like that kind of, we don't, apparently, I, I may be completely off on this, please do correct me if I'm wrong here, that firing someone in Japan is quite hard. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's fairly it's difficult to do it. Some so, kind of taboo. Yeah, so what? it may even be difficult legally as well, you know, it's not right. like at-will employment over here. So my understanding is what they often do is they'll put them in a department that is just soul-crushing to the point where they will eventually quit of their own volition. And, that's and what, that's, I've heard that more than one occurrence. Like, legally shaky over here. Oh, yeah. What may be common business practice over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. I mean, is, it, no one's like defending Konami thing. here, I don't think. And rightfully so. No. no. That seems like a cultural thing, though. Like a like the sort of non-confrontational aspect. Am, am I correct in that, uh, Dodger? You're like our official Japanese person. <laughs> oh, come on! As the resident weeb. Yeah. What's, what's your question? Isn't it? Isn't it sort of like I won't be able to give you an accurate answer at all. Weber. Like, like you know, like it, it, it. Justin Weber. Oh. I, I don't want like I, I don't so. want to. I, I mean, as a like as a stereotype that I have assimilated, I, I think that's sort of a stereotype of like a Japanese business. Yeah. Yeah. Very passive aggressive. I think is the word. I would look like like I'm not gonna get in your face, but I will politely tell you that you're bad. Like. Like, I would have done it this way. Like, the way you did it is okay, I guess. But this is how, you know, the well, skilled employee did it. I do know that um, when you have a job, it's like you're looked at very poorly if it's not obvious that you are giving your complete 100% to your job. Like, you you work hard and you play hard. Like, that's, that's sort of their style, you know? So, I, I think... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I mean, it, it's very interesting that I imagine. Like now this is leaked, I'm trying to think like what I don't know that an executive economy would give a shit. Like I'm trying to think like what would change? Nothing's going to change. It's just that like that's the way it is inside Konami. Well, I mean, that and, was the point that George, you brought up that article, didn't you? That about the Konami's revenue, if I recall. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. Profit growth, 160 percent increase. These. uh these these moves away from AAA gaming, as painful as they may be, are in the end profitable towards the company. It's just like but Silent Hill pachinko slots. It's just like a slap in the face to the whole for the whole process. I don't yeah, know. Like like I think how to many, some degree it is. Yeah. I, I would I would love to be able to get on Japanese um, gaming forums and see if they react to this stuff the that same way yeah. we do. Because I have a feeling they don't, because they keep making these across so many different companies with so many different franchises. Silent Hill just seems like the one that's especially salty in the wound. It hit a nerve. Because of the recent cancellation, and also just because of the like thematics of the thing. Like a really quiet, understated psychological horror turned into a loud, flashy... Pull the lever. Body, it's, pull the it, lever machine. Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. It's... There are certain genres, well, there are certain titles which I think 
would work really well as... I mean, Sonic the fucking Hedgehog, if this doesn't already exist, it obviously exists. There's probably loads of it. I mean, for fuck's sake... doesn't surprise me. Casino Night Zone had slots in it, for God's sake. Like, it writes itself. If you made a Sonic Mm -hmm. the Hedgehog machine, you know, even though recent Sonic games have not been great, I don't think people would be too upset. They're probably just, oh, another bad Sonic game. You know, they've kind of accepted that. But as you said, it's especially, like, painful to know that Silent Hills was looking to be incredible based on PT, and then we don't get that, but it's they're okay using that IP to make a completely out-of-theme pachinko machine that, like, it it superficially uses the theme. Like, it's slapped on. There's a there's a, a term in gaming, uh, board gaming specifically, tabletop gaming, called a slapped-on theme because mm-hmm. board games often recycle mechanics and they put a different theme over them and then sell it as a different uh, a different title. And right. some people don't really like that. But the interesting thing about that is that some, for some people that are really into theme, that's like, oh, I love the mechanics of this game, but I just don't get along with the theme. I kind of, I wish this was a sci-fi or more specifically like um, the StarCraft board game got rethemed essentially to become the Warhammer 40,000 board game Forbidden Stars, which is apparently phenomenal. And for a lot of people, it's like they didn't want to play the StarCraft board game and it's actually not available to buy anymore, so they couldn't anyway. But they did want to play this Warhammer 40,000 themed version of that. And there's a ton of that in the board game industry. And I feel like that's um, that's kind of similar with this whole idea of uh, gambling machines. But you still have to do it properly, you know? It's like saying, oh, we're doing a racing game that's Warhammer 40,000 themed. Like, what? Like, you racing know, is not a part of this universe. What? Outside of any works, any, any Warhammer board game is going to be an easier transition from a video game to a board game because Warhammer is a tabletop gaming property. In the first place. It's a weird thing, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It goes from board game to video game back to board game. It's a very strange thing. Can I ask a fundamental question? Just a baseline question. What is the inherent difference in what we were talking about at the beginning, the enjoyment, the compelling nature of a gambling video machine versus a video game that you play at home and a well, good example would taking be taking your money that's probably part of it right so if i'm playing counter-strike go and opening cases that's different but you don't you're not well actually that's not true i was about to say you're not standing to win any money but that isn't true actually because if, if, you... if you're playing counter-strike go in a match that's a hella different like the the gratification comes from self-improvement it's a game of skill it's not the case you when go. you're gambling at all well, yeah, gambling would, has nothing else. Like the card game would be a game of skill, or a game where you have to know mathematical odds would be a game of skill. Uh, I feel like you that don't is you don't game. need to know that on, a, on like on a basic like one arm bandit slot machine though. Knowing the odds isn't really relevant. Like you have those. There isn't. I. I there are. No, there is no skill element to those. But machines. the enjoyment is is is. Wouldn't you say the enjoyment would be the same level of someone who would enjoy walking through a game about the uh, Rapture. Yeah, feel- but w- you're not pumping coins into one of those, though. Like, it, but, there's a, there's a limit. You, I would say gambling rewards you more than walking through a game about the Rapture. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, that's that's why gambling is so addictive in many ways. For, for Let's say you bought... Ev- I'm no- Right, Chinese room. Before you do another Guardian interview, I am not comparing you directly to a gambling company, okay? Just bear that in mind and please don't quote me. Like, you buy a copy of Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, you spend X amount of set money, that is the most that you could ever possibly lose. If you didn't enjoy that game, that's fine. With a gambling machine, you can literally lose all your money and in order to keep playing, you need to continue giving it money. And your skill 
doesn't extend the life of your gameplay on a gambling machine. Yeah, it does, does uh, in a poker game. It does. What cards you get in Hearthstone when you open? Yeah, packs? but the, yeah, but the thing the difference between a, 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 one of those machines and Hearthstone is that Hearthstone has an element of skill, and these machines have no element of skill. There's nothing you can do to affect the odds at all. If they did, the casino would make no money. But well, I mean, it, there are, there are some. they're compelling. You would say they're compelling, then. Well, well no one's compelling. ever claimed that uh, that gambling isn't compelling. That's kind of the problem. Gambling well, is too compelling in many ways. But there are many games, slot games, example, the one I was talking about earlier, Deal or No Deal, where you're actively trying to find cases and open cases in order to get to a bigger game that allows you to use uh, yeah, the, your, your a, deduction of... Quite a few like, fruit machines in the UK do the same thing. I'm not sure if it was a legal thing at one point, but a lot of gambling machines in the UK have a skill element to them. Uh, usually it's like you roll the thing a few times until you get to the skill game, and then like it moves you to a different screen, you do this other stuff. But a lot of the machines in Vegas are not like that. Uh, they are literally press the button here's the result press the button here's the result keep going keep going keep going there's no skill element unless you're that, that grandma who's off to the side waiting until you leave until you get frustrated and then they're like the odds are in my favor now million. yeah yeah there, there's but but and that's i think that's something that's true for all genres of gaming there's some games where you, it's garbage and it's you're cookie clicking and then there's some games that take it to a different level and i feel like the big thing here is like yes you can talk about gambling being different but on the same level a lot of what we're doing in gaming is we're throwing money at a game getting a little bit of enjoyment and then we move on and we don't go back to that and the money we invest in that game we accept it as like well sure i bought all those skins and i spent all that money opening packs but you know i got what i wanted out of it in gambling i feel like that's the same thing Sure, I threw money at it. Well, sure, I, mean, I lost money, that's but I just, got what that's I wanted. That's dopamine, out of it. right? That's just pure dopamine. Well, then that's it's still gaming. Technically, it's still. I mean, if it falls under our initial, there's a failure state. You can definitely suck at it. <laughs> like it I never claimed gambling. gambling wasn't gaming. It's literally called by definition gaming in many legal statutes. Nobody I'm ever claimed like, it wasn't gaming. So I, I again going back to. I'm just trying to figure out what your point is here. I'm trying to. Where are you going with this? Again, again, stop caring what they're doing with with uh, Silent Hill and shit. Let them make their no. games. Be happy that we got a Silent no. Hill. Game. No, no, I'm with George on this one. I care. Pull the lever is not Silent Hill. It will never be Silent Hill. That's a that's a debasement. Matter. Is what that is. From Konami, shit. You should be thankful they, they made a debasement instead of <laughs> yanking the plug on more shit. I'm actually of the controversial opinion that I feel like a lot of franchises are better dead than being revived for even I don't, I don't think that's mediocre sequels. I don't know. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, people really didn't like the idea of, of frequent video game sequels coming out so often. And now it feels like everyone wants a sequel to come out no matter what. I, I think uh, the whole Die not, Hero... Not amongst this group, I don't think. <laughs> no, I, I think you're in good company there. You know, Die Hero or Live Long Enough to See Yourself Become a Villain is a real thing with every form of media. So, guys, yeah, I mean... No, you guys are so fucking wrong. You guys are so wrong. You're talking about two different groups of, of people. This is, there's, there's... The crossover here is very slim. Very slim. And so you're angry that 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 they debased a franchise for something you're probably never going to play anyway. 
So what the fuck? Well, why would I play it? They debased it. Why would I play something I know is going to suck? All right, first off, that's they turned something that was made for me into something completely not for me that I'll never play ever. For someone else. So what the fuck do you care? That's what I'm saying. They took resources to do it. What do you care? Well, what because because if, it. if it was You'll developed in tandem, it. it wouldn't matter. But it's not developed in tandem. Uh, so it's, you're just whining because you didn't get the game you wanted, which goes back to my original point. People are pissed because Silent Hills is dead, not because this thing exists. That's all this is about. People are mad that well, this you, exists. Well, you can be mad at both. People also got mad when other patchy slots came out. Like, SNK fans are going crazy but by it's now. it's not for you, so what the fuck do you care? But it's because it's care? not for him. That's the, that's the problem. Because you, but it's you, unimportant. It's unimportant to the world of gaming. This is just a company trying to cash in on some more other shit. It happens all the time with stuff, but it's not for you. It's not geared towards you. It's geared towards I do, chains. Dude, I, I do. I do feel. Hill? I, I do feel, Jesse. That like, let's let's say, for instance, that Final Fantasy 13, 13 2, and thirteen three did not exist. Final Fantasy twelve was the last one. You're eagerly waiting for a new Final Fantasy. They've released a demo of the next Final Fantasy. It's looking incredible. Everyone's really, really excited about it. It's awesome. It uses new tech. It's impressive. It's everything you want out of a Final Fantasy game. They cancel it and release Final Fantasy thirteen, the Pachinko Machine. Don't tell me you would not be mad about that because that's the exact same scenario. That's why Silent Hill fans are pissed. I, I don't. I feel like Final Fantasy fans are different in the fact that we'd be like Final Fantasy. We can gamble Final Fantasy. Oh shit! Like that's the kind of weirdos Final Fantasy fans are. That they just be excited. Have you seen some of the Final Fantasy games? Holy shit! Like, yeah, yeah. But Je Jesse, shit, Jesse, no, here's 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 the caveat though. This would be the last Final Fantasy game to ever come out. There would be no more Final Fantasy. Like that franchise is dead. The only thing they're now making are pachinko machines. You would be upset if it was an alive franchise. If we knew Silent Hills was still coming, I don't think anyone would care about the but, Silent but, Hill but, slot machine. But this is this. In this scenario, though, the Final Fantasy slot machine. If this, if you're talking about Silent Hills. It didn't replace, like, it didn't replace anything. It's a totally different design team. I, I like know it's something of a false dichotomy because I know that one did not uh, cancel out the other, but the reality of it is that regardless of dichotomy or otherwise, regardless of fallacy or otherwise, and correlation not equaling causation, the fact of the matter is Silent Hills now does not exist and this pachinko machine does. Right, and so, you know, it's just, it's just, Anger being taken out on the pachinko machine, which I find very humorous. Like, the yeah, let's talk a little bit about the WoW expansion again. You know, <laughs> we don't get upset about video games on this show. What are you talking about? I, I, it's just I don't. You know, it's a stupid. It's stupid as shit. It's something that I would love to play though, because I think it's stupid, and I love the fact that it exists. I don't. And I, I think it's one of those. By things the way, that technically, it kind of did replace it because they. This is the point that Konami moved away from AAA gaming to do mobile and pachinko stuff. Like this was literally a corporate policy shift that caused this to happen. So I mean, it calling it a false dichotomy is even stretching it actually. And Dodger's like, why the fuck are we still talking about this? We're like, uh, way late. That's literally what I go. was thinking, yeah. She literally that's just wants all, to go. That's all that's been replaying in my mind. <laughs> yeah, we, we do need to move on releases because we have vastly overrun on this show. There are but... so many releases, too. How are we going to do this? Uh, with, uh, with Quickly, I suppose, is probably the okay. best way to do it. All right. August 11th. That's today. We've got Hidden Mysteries, Civil War. It's a hidden object game of the Civil War. Next. Next is Illuminaski. Uh, it's an ASC2 conspiracy game. Next. Ask, actually, that's not ASC2. It's ASCII. Yeah, never mind. Uh, I imagine it's about falling in gravity. I actually don't have Steam <laughs> up now. <laughs> ah, I knew these uh -huh. first two, damn it. 
Uh, it is... Come on, Steve. Mush, mush. Uh, it is a fast-paced, gravity-shifting action platformer with a deep-sea octopus. Next. Perfect. M4 Tank Brigade. It's Collected about... platformer. No. <laughs> it's not that at all. You're... He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> it's about World War II tanks. Perfect. Everybody's got the rapture. We already talked about it. Ghost uh, Simulator. You know what that is. X-Blaze Lost Memories. Anime boobs. Probably anime bullshit. Anime bullshit. Next. Actual sunlight. Doesn't sound like fun at all. Next. Space Hulk. Uh, uh it's Space Hulk. It's a, you are Space Marine Terminators, and there are gene stealers, and you move in turn-based, and it's an adaptation of the board game. Next. Commander Cherry's Puzzle Journey. Uh, I'm yep. gonna bet this is probably some kind of puzzle platformer, maybe. Uh, it definitely probably. looks like it. Uh, it is a... Uh, it is the one and only is. yoga action platformer. It's a hybrid motion yep. control game, because of course it is. You use the camera and the gamepad simultaneously. Right, okay then. Yoga. Mm. Cool. Next. Uh, Toy Soldiers War Chest. Uh, Toy Soldiers is a tower defense game, if I recall correctly. Next. Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Uh, that's about killing things and getting chicken. Next. Uh, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons for PS4. Is it is the best game ever. If you don't already own it, you're an idiot. Next. Cool. Prototype. Shitty remaster. Prototype 2. Shitty remaster. Torkel with a capital L at the end. Uh, it's, it's, pay no attention to the Google in the background. Uh, 2D rolling and extend platformer action puzzle game. Kung Fury Street Rage for PS4. You know uh, what that is. Punch now, shit. moving on to August 12th, a.k.a. tomorrow. We've got President for a Day Floodlings. Uh, simulation, political, uh, and disaster sim thingy. Uh, the Cat Machine. <laughs> Fucking what? I I like this cat, one. The, the Cat Machine. <laughs> cat, the Cat Machine. The future is meow. The Cat Machine is a game of logic. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> and cats nope. riding around on trains. Uh, as we are all aware, it's a fun logical puzzler with cats. Okay. Cool. Gravity Error, Castronauts. Oh, no, those are two separate games. Gravity Error. <laughs> I was going to say, that that's a weird title for a game. Uh, gravity Error. It is an indie 2D puzzle platformer about changing gravity, and nobody was surprised. Next. Castronauts. Castronauts. That's a that's a name, isn't it? Da -da 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 -da. Early access. Mine asteroids. Hunt pirates. Attack civilians. No, don't do that thing. Fight the police. Oh. <gasps> Four hours. Four hour Oops. video call. Turn your cameras back on. Hey! Oh. Turn your cameras back on. Jesse, Jesse, mush, mush, mush. There you go. Uh, twin stick capitalist action at its finest, apparently. Uh, of course it is. Hacknet. It's about hacking. August 13th, we've got Gathering Sky. It's about the wind and birds and you're flying and you, like, manipulate the... It's cool. It's a beautiful game. Did, cool. did I die? Angry Arrows. Uh, we all died. Angry Arrows, a well, pixel game where you shoot arrows at people. We're all like darker now for some reason. Yeah, this is this is what happens Next when you die, I is guess. Ping 1.5 plus. It's a pixel game with pings and 1.5 pluses and there's colors and you blow shit up. Perfect. Pike and Shot campaigns. Uh it's a oldie time grand turn-based strategy thingy. It was mobile port, I think. Uh, Mute Crimson Plus. Uh, action Please platformer play, with ninjas. Freedom Planet. Uh, the, best, the best Sonic game Ooh. in 10 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gonna, yes. Gonna Wii U. 
Uh, Fallout Shelter. A waste of time. You know what that next. is for Garbage. Android. The Talos Principle Deluxe Edition. First person game. puzzle. Better than Portal. Next. Uh, wind Up or Wind Up Night 2. I'm going to go with Wind Up. That makes more mm -hmm. sense than Wind Up. It does. Uh, uh, I've oh, got a right uh, three three quid says that is a platformer, and it is yes, it is a platformer. There we go. Perfect. August fourteenth, we've got Marble Muse. Is that like Marble Madness? Uh, one could only hope. Uh, indie physics based puzzle game with marbles. Unsurprisingly. Cool. Antiopoly. If I recall the correctly. The anti-monopoly game. Yeah. Yes, I believe that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It's a, um, we fucked with the monopoly rules and made a board game of it. Cool. Bard's Gold. A platforming mm. game where you play as a bard. 2D retro style platformer. Yes. Uh, Ferrum Secrets. Where is Grandpa? A good question. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50 quid says this is a hidden object game yeah it, it looks like it looks like a hidden object game yes cool uh, steam sheep uh, that it's, <laughs> uh, 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 it's DLC for something else called dream of mirror online I don't know why it's on the list next oh dream dream, dream of mirror, mirror online. online yes okay yeah, it's next do we, do we know what that is <laughs> Uh, it's like an MMO with mirror. anime stuff in it. Uh, yeah, anime oh, MMO oh. thingy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Afterlife Empire. Uh, actually, it's about ethics and games journalism. Next. Uh, Beach Bounce. Th there's a story behind that. We don't have the time to tell it. Next. Uh, Beach, Beach Bounce. Bounce. Visual novel. Uh, anime boobs. Next. ABD, A Beautiful Day. Uh, uh, MMORTS, somehow. Cool. And last but maybe least, three digits. Uh, it is a sequel to the game Two Digits, unsurprisingly. Uh, cool, you're given right. 14 numbers less than 1,000. All you have to do is choose two subsets with the same sum. Somehow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. We did it. The end. Yeah. Yay! I'd like to apologize to every developer that was on that list. <laughs> All of them. Uh Okay, uh, yeah, that's the end of the show. It was a little bit longer than usual. I suppose you can consider that our apology for CoxCon. Chen's just glaring at me through the doors like, what the fuck are you doing? Plug out stuff! Uh, George, what's coming up on the channel this week? What's going um, on? I'm, I'm doing my wrap-up review of the entire Witcher media property. Okay. Books, games, all of them. Great. Sounds awesome. That's that's coming up Thursday. Fantastic. And you can find that over at youtube.com slash bunnyhopshow. Please stop poking me. Ow. Dodger, what's coming on the channel this week? Ow. Uh, well, right the second that this is over, I'm going to be uh, making my swindle first impressions live. So if you want to see all that's of the things that I said earlier, no. then uh, you can. Actually, okay. I'll make it live right now so that you know that it actually happened. Private, oh, public. Oh my gosh, it's Ooh. happening. I can't wait till this happening. video is it's happening. in VOD form, and this makes no Ooh. sense to people. Indeed. I know, it's going to be great. Anyways, so there's that. Uh, Jesse and I might be starting a thing. Cry and I might be picking up a thing that we have done before. And otherwise, just hanging out and doing our shit at youtube.com slash pressart to continue or twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. Wonderful. Jesse, what's going on with the channel this week? 
Yo, uh, we finished the Book of Unwritten Tales 2, which was a fantastic game. And uh, so if you want to see that, the Let's Play is done. Uh, Witcher is a thing that's happening, and we're going to start back up everything that I put on hold for CoxCon. Here's the CoxCon panels. Uh, that's a very <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah, the CoxCon panels? I would love to have the footage as I glare into the camera. I'd love to have the footage for it. Um, Someone else uh, has those, it, basically. Yes, those will be up soon, as soon as I have the footage for them. And so those will be up soon, so you guys can watch what happened at CoxCon. Thank you to everyone who came. Thank you to everyone who waited in line for all the signatures and stuff. Thank you to everyone who worked there. It was fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. At Jesse Cox on the Tweetster. I'm getting airsoft guns pointing at me now. This is getting kind of scary. Uh, stuff coming up on the channel tomorrow, which would, you know, if you're watching the VOD, has already happened. Uh, video for Oli Oli 2. Uh, I'll probably be working on the swindle as well. So we'll see what we make of that. Uh, other things. Uh, do remember to come see our DragonCon panel. Assuming you can fit in the room, you probably can't. <laughs> but regardless, we'll we'll do the best we can. And again, big thanks to everyone that came out to CoxCon. It was great to meet all of you. And that was kind of great. And we should probably do it again. Cool. That's the show. We overran drastically. Big thanks, of course, to uh, Mr... Notorious uh, HOP. Oh, George. We yeah, Notorious HOP. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Notorious HOP. No, Notorious HOP. The hop. Yep. Notorious HOP. The, the Notorious the HOP. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Big thank you to all of you guys for watching. Thanks to our sponsor, squarespace.com slash cooptional or else. Thanks. We're done. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.